0: Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that openly
1: mocks the way their wives talk. You really think I talk like this? that's Doug. Doug fuck off. Here are two guys whose mothers would not only write their names in their underwear, but also on the front of their shirts so people wouldn't forget who they are Matt and Doug.
0: I love two parts of that. <laughs> Number one, I love the fact that she was laughing at the end <laughs> at a hard time to read the last part. Uh-huh. And the other part I love is she got the voice totally wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> she did it more of like a deaf person, where mine right. was more like just a mock.
1: <laughs> 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 so how you doing, Doug? Man, you know what? Today's a great day. J-Lo's back on the market. <laughs> I'm in, baby.
0: Is that really your thing? You know, is J-Lo? that... Yeah. Well, I mean I, I mean don't get me wrong I've you know done considerably worse but i she just would not be like the the number one person that I would put on my my bucket list or my uh what do you call it the freebie list or the you know the I don't think
1: it's okay to bang that chick
0: yeah the, the Ross had it and he has yes yeah
1: yeah. No, we don't have one
0: of those lists. But. I, I don't think we do either. I mean, yeah. we, we might, and she just has not inform me of that. I don't know. That's definitely <laughs> possible.
1: Right. So I suppose right. we should
0: introduce ourselves. It's it's Matt. Um, with me, as always, is Doug. And I think I already Hello. said, but how are you doing, Doug? You said you're doing good.
1: I'm doing good. So, um, sh- go ahead. Let
0: me, let me um, kind of get this out of the way. Uh, you know, there is kind of a social contract. Uh, not between you and I, but between everybody, when you run into somebody and you say, hey, how you doing? You're supposed to just say, fine, good. You're never supposed to actually say how you're doing unless you're doing something, you know, unless you're something other than fine. And I have this weekly one-on-one meeting with my boss and every week he he starts it off with, so so how are you doing? And I, I think it was last week, I told him, really, just stop asking me <laughs> because you don't <laughs> know and you don't want to know what's going on. And I, I think that we can agree that uh, Indiana Jones and The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is really, really not a good movie. Mm-hmm. But in that movie, there is one line of dialogue that really kind of rings true to me, and that's this.
1: Seems seem to have reached the age where life stops giving us things and starts taking them away.
0: And, you know, I, I'm not going to get into details. I'm not going to go deep into anything. But I just want, you know, anybody out there that has anybody that is going through anything in their life, just let letting them know that, you know, you're in my thoughts and in my prayers, et cetera, et cetera. So let's continue on.
1: <laughs> that movie also has another good line about scorpions.
0: I don't if know small, if,
1: if a small one stings you, oh, don't yeah. keep it a secret.
0: Yeah, and
1: that's yeah. actually true. Mm-hmm. it is. I tell my kids that all the time. Um, all right, enough about Indiana Jones. Time to get into a little housekeeping. And now it's time for Podcast... Housekeeping.
0: So there's a whole barrage of things here. I know you have yes. stuff, I have stuff. So why don't you go first?
1: Okay, so in last week's movie, The Breakfast Club, the wrestler's father drove a Bronco 2. And you said, oh, we knew somebody that referred to you as an odd bird, that her sister drove a Bronco 2. Correct. And I said, no, she drove an Zuzu Trooper. And you were insistent that it's a Bronco 2. Well, my friend... I spoke to somebody who used to bang that, that chick. And he said, indeed, it was an Isuzu trooper.
0: God damn it. Mad, <laughs> Fucked up. I actually did go into researching that and I'm still waiting to hear back. I, I did reach out to somebody and they're actually going directly to the source. So okay. I, I will just find out that I apparently was wrong. So one of the things I noticed is that Doug is, is kind of lazy when it comes to taking notes. And if you look at a, a given podcast, I would say we're we're pretty close to 50-50 as far as, you know, who talks and, and who contributes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stuff I contribute is is better. But still, I, I think uh-huh. we're probably about a 50-50. And, you know, your average note duration is probably somewhere in like the 700-800 range. And mine are usually like – that is words. And mine is usually around 2,400 words. But I did notice something last week where it actually came to a head that your lack of paying attention and taking notes actually had a consequence. So, first, I need you to listen to this.
1: Okay. Yeah, well, the, okay, so each bag has its own individual theme. Right. So, the one bag, one bag has Throw Mama from the Train. Yeah. The bag that you've pulled all, the, most of the movies from. All the other movies except Throw Mama from the Train. Yeah, the first blood... Invasion USA and Death Hunt, and then this one, this separate bag. No, 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 no. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: No, I, I purposely did it all from the same bag. You, no, you pulled from the wrong fucking bag.
1: No, you pulled. You, you pulled Flash Gordon from the one bag that you hadn't pulled anything from.
0: No, everything I've done is bag two since the beginning.
1: No. You yes. Bag no, bag I four. did that on purpose. Okay. 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 You, you fucked up. Really <laughs> <heard it now. laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know up. I did because I went back and listened to it. I'm like, yeah, I fucked up. Oh,
0: okay, so I don't have to play the clip where I actually say that I'm picking from bag two.
1: <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I I'll, I'll take it. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, we talked about a couple of elder, elder porn stars because you said you were into the you know age appropriate porn, but like, right. the amateurs. We talked about Lisa Ann and Julie Ann. So Lisa Ann is 49 her last work was 2019 Julia Ann 51 still working. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I I actually saw some of her movies this week. I don't know if they were current ones though.
1: Okay. And, all
0: right. um so this this is something that you probably would not have gotten but in in the movie when uh, Vernon is asking Bender if he's clear he says crystal and then I actually played a clip from A Few Good Men. And it yes. also reminded me
1: of this. Are we clear? Yes, sir. Are we clear? Yes, sir. Are we clear? Crystal.
0: I think we've, uh, I think we've established the uh, clarity. Do you know what that's what's, from?
1: No, what, what's that from? That's
0: from Ben Stiller doing Tom Cruise oh. in a parody called A Few Good Scouts. Okay. So,
1: All right. All right. Uh, this the school in Ferris Bueller's Day Off was in fact Shermer High School. Shermer High School was the school portrayed in Breakfast Club.
0: Okay. Um over the course of you know the last almost year at this point we've figured out that there are certain things that I say weird and there're certain things that Doug says weird. And I noticed this when I was listening back to the podcast last week.
1: Hold on a second. Hold yeah. on a second. Yeah. Oh, is is this Throw Dog Under the Bus week?
0: No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. No, but that sounds like a great theme week, but no. I, I pulled okay. this clip.
1: Yeah, and they actually built the library. <laughs> yeah, okay, the library. yeah. <laughs> the library. This is a giant car. Oh,
0: sorry. That's, that's, that's one off of the one I meant to play.
1: You're saying it weird. <laughs> yeah okay can I move on Yes move on Is, are you gonna be taking me down anymore
0: No I don't think I don't think I have any more pot shots at
1: you oh, okay all right what was our Gilbert Gottfried from Beverly Hills cop reference what
0: it, it, how did it that was get brought up? when we were talking about how I was trying to get out of trouble I was trying to like
1: oh with detentions yeah like if I had these three detentions over here just traded for one of these detentions over here yeah wait a second I've got an idea. Is there something that I have in this office that I could hand to you and that would make you kind of forget that you're holding those uh, little pink tickets there?
0: What are you trying to say, sir?
1: Like you'd be holding something in that hand, and this hand you'd forget about. This hand you'd be concentrating on, that hand you'd go, what? What did I have there? I don't even remember. Oh, you mean like if I had um, $200 in this hand?
0: And... He actually—that is Axel Foley, obviously. Mm-hmm. He goes on to actually use that two hundred dollars for something, so it technically, is not a bribe, I guess.
1: He tipped the the uh, the valet when he parked his cement truck in front of the Playboy Mansion. Okay, money.
0: okay, that could be it. So we talked about Hardcastle and McCormick. Um,
1: oh, he, he, hold on a second. Yeah, you're you're getting way ahead of yourself on that. I, I have a, I have a little surprise for you.
0: Okay, that that must be the the theme songs. Yes. <laughs> so
1: what? Three 1980s detective, cop, P.I. shows did we talk about last week.
0: Uh, Riptide, Hardcastle McCormick, and Simon and Simon.
1: All right. Now I want you to tell me, can you name these theme songs?
0: What the theme songs for each of those shows was? Or do you want me yeah. to play it and say, this play is it. Simon
1: play- and Simon? You play it and then you tell me if you can name each one of those theme songs.
0: Okay. That's Simon and
1: Simon. Yep.
0: That's got to be Riptide. I got to hear the third one, actually. No, this is Riptide. The other one was yes. Hardcastle
1: McCormick. Correct. There we go. Yeah. I, we also kind of talked about BJ and the Bear, but I, they, all they say is BJ and the Bear in the theme song. Probably BJ got that one wrong. BJ and the Bear. <laughs> yeah.
0: But as I was saying, Hardcastle McCormick, Hardcastle was a judge. You were correct about that. And McCormick yes. was an ex-con and a race car driver. The car was a Coyote X mm-hmm. based on the moldings from a McLaren M6 GT.
1: Right. That, that, and that show starred Brian Keith as the judge, and Daniel Hugh Kelly lasted three seasons. Riptide also three seasons, Perry King, Joe Penny, and Tom Bray. And then the blonde guy from Simon and Simon.
0: The guy I don't look like?
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> Jameson Parker.
0: Did he do um, anything else?
1: Um, I have something here that says JAG 2004 was was I, he
0: the guy that the main guy on Jag?
1: no, he was not the main guy on Jag, but I don't know why I have that i have that's some crazy Doug code in my notes that now I can't decipher.
0: Do you know who the main woman in Jag was?
1: She's got huge tits,
0: yeah, and interesting fact is before she became like a an actress that you'd know of, she actually was a body double for a nude scene for somebody. And then after she became a known actress, she refused to do nude scenes. So her only nude scene she has is when she's a body double for somebody, I
1: think, in no. Death Becomes Her. No, she's she does a nude scene in another movie where she straddles some guy in a chair. Mm. I've seen it. Okay. Uh, but anyways, uh, Simon Jameson Parker, he hasn't worked since 2004. Uh, but Gerald McRaney is still working. So... You know, kudos to you, Matt, for looking like Gerald McRaney, who's still working.
0: Working for the guy, looking like the guy who still works. Yeah, that's yes. great.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, we had talked about Vincent D'Onofrio, and I asked which show it was on, and I couldn't remember specifically which one it was. He actually was on Law and Order: Criminal Intent. Yes. For like ten seasons, mm-hmm. and we also talked a little bit about this. Let's all go to court. Let's go make some law now. Yeah, 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 some law. Bow. I say we go to court. Yes, let's go to court. We're a bunch of assholes who take up a whole hallway with our
1: conversation. Hey, you lawyer guys, you don't know me, and Johnny are watching you while we're
0: high. Eventually, we will have played the entirety of the TED
1: movies Right, <laughs> as clips. Right, um, I we were trying to figure out what movie the you know searching for the clip because Claire gets dehydrated easily right. in Breakfast Club, which is why they need to go get some cokes. And I was like, I thought for sure that she talked about her urine being like snot, but no, it was from this movie.
0: I'm really thirsty.
1: I used to dehydrate as a kid. One time, it got so bad my piss come out like snot. I'm not kidding. It was all thick and give you fucking and that's one of the usual suspects Yeah,
0: it, I am i can't believe I did not remember that That's a great movie
1: mm-hmm. So anyway, in doing that In searching on YouTube And on Yahoo Urine coming out like snot Gooey urine in a movie My timeline on Facebook And have been nailed with Spam on for bedwetting And adult <laughs> diapers Which then also leads to erectile Dysfunction Uh ads and there's like some cock ring for old guys that you can buy now it's like this plastic c clamp that goes around the bottom of your shaft plastic you sure it's not rubber uh, it, i didn't look at it too closely
0: see I, I would think you'd want it to be rubber and actually the, the whole idea of what you look at on the web coming up in other things will come up much 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 later on this podcast and okay. you don't know what i'm talking about but you will when i get there okay so when, when we were in the library and or when, when they were in the library in Breakfast Club, which was most of it, I actually asked the question if they had used a stunt crotch for Molly Ringwald, and you said that they had because she was underage at the time, and it reminded me of this clip. Cut.
1: Stunt cock. Stunt cock. Stunt cock. Is that orgasmo?
0: Yeah, that's orgasmo. Okay. And for me, the way that I get YouTube clips is, you have the YouTube clip, and then you put it into you actually put it into this other application, and then it will download it, and then you just chop up for whatever audio you want. That was an age restricted clip, so I couldn't do that. Oh, so it's a big pain in the ass to pull that that ten second clip.
1: Okay, so so the way that I, I I'm much more low tech when it comes to my clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my iPad open, which is connected to a Bluetooth speaker, and then I have my phone hooked up to a microphone and that microphone is next to the Bluetooth speaker, and I <laughs> I uh, record voice memos. Nice.
0: Well, I, I know you have at least one left. I'm one done.
1: more. We talked about how, you know, my punishment for my father was never a spanking or a beatdown, but I would just get a foot in my ass. I drive my foot into this thing called your ass. Yeah, Red Foreman. There's like a super cup cut that's like eight minutes long of him just talking about the different ways he's going to put a foot in your
0: ass. (laughs) And there's, does that include when Eric actually mocks him about what are you going to do? Put a foot in my ass, foot going out my ass, foot around my ass. Yes. Yeah. I was actually looking for a 70s show clip and I couldn't find it. It's uh, Eric is talking about Lori and he says, what a bitch. And then Red is there and and then Eric says, Rooney Dooney at the end. (laughs) <laughs> and okay. then later in the episode, something happens to Red, and he says, "What a bitch, Rooney Dooney, or something like that." I, I couldn't find it though. Okay, but I guess we got to. Now the question is, it going to be the right one?
1: What have you been up to? I want you to. are a bunch of cocksuckers because they've sold my email address <laughs> and I I use pretty much the same username for everything Sure, but when I signed up for they generated a username and now that I'm getting all this fucking spam, it's that username so, yeah unless they were okay.
0: hacked, I mean
1: Possible. But you know what? There's still then you're still a bunch of cocksuckers for not having your shit protected and and my personal information getting out there.
0: Yeah, okay. I can see that. There's uh I have several different email addresses and sometimes there I have like a default one that I don't actually even have. That is my default sign up one when you need to put an email address in just to get access to something, but you don't actually need to like confirm it. Mm-hmm. And that's just okay. but and for some reason, I get a lot of spam email that is addressed to Marilyn, and I don't know why.
1: <laughs> huh? Interesting.
0: So when when we were young, we were growing up in middle school, high school. How many times do you think you went to my house in Oconomowoc before I moved? Mm,
1: half a dozen times.
0: Yeah, it's, I'd say that that's a that's a generous estimate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my house was just not the house to be at. And I was perfectly fine with that. And that was partly just because of what we had at my house, the fact that my parents were there. And also where I lived was geographically undesirable because we kind of lived at the ass end of the Kettle Moraine School District. We were like out on the outskirts of as far as Kettle Moraine School District went.
1: Well, I also lived on the ass end of the school district, yet I had all kinds of interesting commerce around me.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you had... You had, like, McAdams, and... Right. So, yeah, there was other reasons why people were there. The mm-hmm. only reason people were out by where I was is because they were buying drugs. I right. mean, So, it was a little bit different. But, for some reason, my house is kind of the place to be for my kids. And I guess it kind of makes sense because we have some of the, the toys and shit to play with. You know, and they get to play video games on the big screen and blah, 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 play pool, all that bullshit. But... My, one of my kids has friends over today and they were sitting around eating and we were just talking about jobs and stuff. And I don't interact with them a, a ton, but they were talking about, you know, different jobs they could get. And one of them said, you know, what would be a great job for you? And he was saying this to my son like, you could be a weed man. And I, okay. I, I'm going to listen to the rest of this conversation. I, I'm like, okay, let let's you know tell me what and apparently weedman is a company or was a company where you cut grass okay and it, it just seemed to me to be a a little bit weird for a company to choose that name because of what it means sure but sure so right, there that could be a
1: lot of there could be a lot of mistakes there Yeah. Why did you call the weedman what <laughs>
0: yeah well, I, I mean we it, need to talk i mean you could possibly have you know two different entries in your in your phone is this mm-hmm. my weed man for my yard or my weed man for my anxiety?
1: Right. Correct. So my dog is almost perfect. He does two things that are annoying. He's, he has stranger danger when new people come to the door and barks and barks, and barks and barks and barks and barks and barks and barks until you get him calmed down and he gets to know you a little bit. The second thing is he likes to go into the bathroom garbages and pull out everything, chew it up, and then scatter it around the house. <laughs> So for our bathroom garbages, we've had to get the kind that you, you know, step on and the lid comes up. Sure. You toss, you, you toss your used butt wipes and snot rags and stuff in there and the lid comes down. Well, uh, it was, uh, my missus's monthly event. Sure. I was wondering if that was going to go that way. And because her garbage can was full because of the extra material that had to be used, she put it in like, a grocery store plastic bag, tied it up and left it on the floor because the next day was garbage. And we we went somewhere. We went to a scout meeting, and came back, and there was shit everywhere. Uh, but what he did with the how um, how do I say it? The used the used things. <laughs> okay, is he hid them in <laughs> corners for like consumption <laughs> for later on? <laughs>
0: Just, he's probably had some, like, squirreled away underneath uh sofa, well, co- couch cushions.
1: We found him in corners. I mean, I've actually seen him where... We can't give him little rawhides or little dental chews because all he does is hide them. Because what he'll actually do is he'll put them in a corner and then take his nose and he'll it'll be like he's going through the act of burying it, putting dirt on top of it with his nose. It's the funniest fucking thing. But yeah, for the next two or three days, I was just finding used... Things that were colorful <laughs> underneath the plant, behind the TV stand. When yeah,
0: when I oh, oh oh oh
1: oh oh. So he he must have eaten some of them because his next two shits came out like S- anal beads, string, it's <laughs> like, all attached. like like a like a ball within a string, and then another ball and then another string. Like have you ever seen this the Family Guy episode where Quagmire is <laughs> yeah, pulling? You know what it is. Like, you know what it is, but your kids don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, I know the exact clip you're talking about. Yeah. So when I, I was living in Milwaukee and w- there was this wedding and it was a wedding that was not a family wedding and it wasn't my family, but it was these really close friends of the family. It's actually the, the same lady that I talked about a couple of weeks ago who s- sent the, you know, love you thing. And I said, thank you. That lady, mm-hmm. it, was, it was her wedding. And I went with, uh, mm-hmm. I brought my girlfriend, uh, who you actually dated as well and we for a very
1: for for a hot second
0: okay still but we were staying in the basement at my parents house because you know we we tied one on we weren't going to drive back to milwaukee or anything and the next morning getting dressed and she's like i, I can't find my panties i can't find my panties <laughs> and then the dog came running down i'm like oh fuck <laughs>
1: The dog ate her panties. <laughs> he,
0: no, he didn't eat them. He, he picked them up. He ran them upstairs and he, like left them in the middle of the living room.
1: Oh, God. So, eh, you know, yeah. What can you do? Right.
0: So what, what is my job, Doug? What do I do?
1: You're a transponster.
0: Exactly. I'm a transponster and uh, nobody really exactly understands what a transponster does. And it's kind of, it's kind of boring. So one of the things in, my broader profession is we have to give professional speeches from time to time. And my company, one of the things, one of the goals I had for this year was I had to give this speech or this presentation, this hour long presentation on something. And I was not going to do an hour long presentation on transponsing because honestly, nobody gives a shit. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was going to do it on, on podcasting and I did it a couple different things about like basically how you podcast, how can you do it without spending a lot of money? How can you do it mobily? There's a bunch of different things to it. And I approached it like actually doing a podcast. I had an open, I had my wife read the open, I had theme music, all all that kind of stuff. But I actually pulled one clip from it because, you know, it came at the very end. It came at the question and answer, answer section of it. So just listen to this. Hey, one thing, did you ever tell us what your podcast is called so we can subscribe to it? No, I did not, and that was intentional. Um, <laughs> so if, if you really want to listen to it, um, you can find it. It is extremely easy to find. I, I purposely was kind of vague about that because of the nature of the podcast. Yeah, and this is af- actually in the, in the presentation, I talk about how we originally started it as a G slash PG podcast rated podcast because that was going to be something that was, you know, potentially your your pastor was going to listen to. And that went out the window after a couple of weeks. And I did also talk about how producing a podcast like I do is much harder than just being on a podcast like you do. Mm-hmm. And and, <laughs> and also I did notice, because this was a, a similar presentation I'd given about six months ago, I had to change almost everything because I'm not using the same equipment I was using six months ago.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, you've upgraded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay? So, my son takes drum lessons on Tuesday nights at a, you know, a house of music. It's, you know, they have a sales floor, and then they also have all kinds of private rooms for private lessons. So, I sit in the car, and I read. And two girls pull up next to me, and it's a nice night out, so I've got my windows open. And the girl who's driving appears to be 16 or 17, and it looks like she's there with her sister, who's 13 or 14, for a lesson of some sort. And... Her sister goes into the building and this girl's head is kind of on a swivel and she's looking around. She gets out. She, her head is still on a swivel. She walks, I don't know, 50 feet, 60 feet to a black four door Jeep Wrangler that's parked perpendicular to me. And as she's opening the door, her head is on a swivel and the door opens. And again, her head is on, she's really nervous. Like somebody's going to see her. And she gets into this black Wrangler. Now all the windows are tinted except for the windshield, which I can look directly into the windshield. And she's in there with some dude. And the dude takes a blanket and puts it over the front seats. So now my view is obstructed. And my first thought was, God, that's somebody's daughter. And my second thought was, that is a genius fucking move. I've Mm. never thought of that. (laughs) Ugh.
0: You know, well, you were sixteen once. I mean Yeah, but
1: I never I never thought to put a blanket over the front seats. Somebody walking by is gonna think nothing of that.
0: Yeah. I, I well, you know, tinted windows and as you said, the the front isn't there like a percentage of, of tinted windows that is legal and then anything beyond that is Yes.
1: Yeah. It's it's that it's very rarely enforced unless you're like driving in the city and you're driving a Lexus with 20 inch
0: rims. Right. Yeah. There's, there's mitigating factors that might cause it to be an issue.
1: Right. Right. So, but, I, but yeah, bravo boy, bravo.
0: So I've talked about walking the dog and walking the dog and how the ladies at the nail salon, they mm-hmm. are excited. And if there's a day that I skip, they actually, the next day, they was like, is everything okay? You didn't, you didn't bring Joey over yesterday. So I was walking Joey on Monday and I'm in this parking lot, and I am 150, 200 feet away from this lady who's getting out of her car. And I can tell she's saying something. So I pause my you know, podcast or music, whatever I'm listening to. She's like, get all, get, get control of your dog. My dog's like standing right next to me.
1: I'm like, mm-hmm. excuse me?
0: She's like, get control of your dog. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I pick up the dog, and I just start walking with him. Like, I'm carrying mm-hmm. him like he, he's... You know, you football. Well, you're right. And I go past the nail salon and the lady comes out and I wave her off. And I said, no, no, no. And I watched that lady went into the nail salon. Okay. So the next day I did not go that way. And then mm-hmm. the day after that I did and I was walking and I wasn't going to go up to the nail salon. They came running out and they said, we want to apologize to you. We are so sorry for that lady yelling at you. And, you know, don't listen to her. Bring him here every day.
1: <laughs> okay, so she was just crazy. She's just a kook. Well,
0: I mean, you've seen pictures of my dog. He's not a ferocious dog. No, you know he's going to come up and he might jump up on you a little bit. And I understand people are afraid of, of dogs, but and if sure. if he had run up to her, that would have been one thing. She, I could barely even hear her when she was yelling because she was so far
1: away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pissed uh, me off a little bit. Yeah. So uh, between last weekend and this weekend, uh, we did what's called scouting for food, where last Saturday we distributed mm, 2,500, 2,700 flyers, door hangers, throughout our school district, saying, hey, put out some food in a bag, attach this flyer, and next week we'll come and collect the food, and then we take it to this lady's house. Uh, She's kind of the food pantry lady, that she is in connection with 50 different families who are, I don't want to say needy, but they, you know, have a a difficult time making ends meet. Sure. And a couple of things about this story. So I run the Cub Scout side of it, and then there's Boy Scouts. And the guy who's running the Boy Scout side of it before has never done this before. And this is the first year that he's had anything to do with scouting for food. And he starts, I've done this for five years. He starts trying to give me ideas as to how we can be more efficient.
0: (laughs) Don't you love that?
1: Yeah. And... I emailed him back and I said, "Well, I appreciate that, but you know, we do this, and you know, we start at nine o'clock. Everybody should be done by eleven thirty or twelve o'clock." Because he's thinking, "Well, this is going to take all day." And I said, "You'll see when you're here on Saturday." And his email back was, "Well, I can't be there on Saturday." <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to email him back and say, "Dude, stay in your fucking lane." Yeah. It's just, it's just irritating. Regardless, uh, this was the first year that I put it. All over Facebook. I, I threw it out to the school Facebook pages, to uh, to um, uh, the community Facebook pages. I put it on the Nextdoor app. Lots of traffic about this. Normally, we pick up and sort and box up about a ton to an, a ton and a half of food. This year, we are easily two and a half to three tons of food. Oh, that's great. But it was just, the food just kept on coming in and coming in and coming in. It's like... Oh, shit. I'm a little overwhelmed. So, yeah. There were people that at 1130, they're like, well, there's still work to be done, but I'm done. I'm out of here. And they bailed. And then you get the same five or six families that are always helping, that stuck around and finished the job. And it's, you're, you're kind of pissed off. I, I, you know, some people, I, I get it. You've got commitments. You've got other things that you want to do. It's your Saturday. You've been working all week. But that's it, irritating. That such a feel good thing that we did, and it felt good. Yeah, so many people missed out on that, and and they bailed when, when the help was needed the most.
0: For both for um, confirmation, and then for National Honor Society, and then for consideration for scholarships and consideration for colleges, the kids end up doing volunteering at different places, and sometimes it requires a parent to be there. And for some of them, especially like if you're not 16, you don't have your driver's license yet. You, you need somebody to take you there. So because of that, I've, I've worked at this place and that place and lots of different places for these things along with my kids. And then also from work, we've done a lot of stuff with the Mid-Ohio Food Bank. And I've probably worked at the food bank probably 20 times over the last 10 years or something like that, which is not a lot. But I feel so awful. When I leave every time.
1: Why and is that?
0: Because it, it just makes me feel like I'm a piece of shit because I complain about anything in my life and I am doing this stuff. I'm, I'm helping out people who are, haven't had the breaks I ha- have had or aren't in as good of a place. And it just makes me feel terrible about myself, which I know it shouldn't, but it does.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, we live in a very, one percent community but the fact that there's 50 families and i'm sure there's more families than that that we're surrounded by people that we may know that we don't even know they're being helped out that need this kind of help um and that's that's one of the things that i try and and teach the boys that you don't realize how much you're helping the amount of food that we collected for each one of these families is like four weeks of food
0: yeah well one of the things i always try to to kind of drill home to them is just because someone needs help with this or that, it does not make them a bad person at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, there are things that happen that, you know, the ball bounced my way here or there. And there are, there's real possibilities that anybody could end up in, in situations like this. And sure. It, there's, there's no shame in, in needing help. And you should never judge someone because they do.
1: Well, and that's another thing that we try and teach the boys also that, that goes along. Because, I mean, a majority of these boys all come from good homes. Are they millionaires? No, but they, they probably don't need and want for much. But what was interesting this year, I mean, you think of a food drive. Where does most of that food come from? I'm going to clean out the pantry of shit that I know I'm not going to use or shit that's almost expired or shit that I bought that it's never going to get used and it's it's going to go to the food bank. It was amazing. You could tell so many people went to the grocery store and filled up their cart for this event, specifically for this. It was pretty cool, man.
0: Yeah, when, when we've had drives at work or, or things of that nature, I try to just add additional things in, into into the list that week so i'm not mm. taking lima beans or you know right. something was, that people don't want
1: it was amazing usually you know so we we the food gets brought in we sort it by the food type on tables and then we set out 50 sets of boxes and you go okay you grab all the green beans and each box gets two cans of green beans and you keep doing that until the green beans are gone Usually, each box gets one, maybe two cans of tuna. Man, tuna was a big thing this year. I, I, There were probably 12 cans of tuna in each one of those boxes. I don't know what it was, but we had a shit ton of tuna.
0: Okay, so you have anything else for this, nope. this part? Nope. And actually, I do want to throw in one thing before we get to Sound of the Week. Mm-hmm. Are, are you a betting man, Doug?
1: Am I a betting man? Yes. Not
0: really. Okay. Do you know what an over-under is? I do. Okay. So, and I, I don't think this will probably stick, but, and I probably should have talked about this earlier. So, over under this podcast, median line of 230, over under. Over. Over. I would say, yeah, I'm going to take the over on that. So, moving on to...
1: Matt and Doug are at it again. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be? I don't know if you're going to get this one or not because it's it's not an obscure movie, but it's not one that's talked about a whole lot or one that's been viewed multiple times. Probably in the rec- in your recent uh, time, okay. So go for it. <laughs> <sighs>
0: never-ending story no <laughs> i have no clue and,
1: okay the reveal has nothing to do with the clip but it'll tell you them, what movie it is what okay. Movie? It, yes
0: here. okay yeah okay so is that when the skeletons are coming out of the swimming pool
1: no it's when the dude he, he's like one of the psychics or works he's like the cameraman for the psychics he sees the steak moving across the counter and then the maggots come out and he goes into the bathroom and starts picking at his face and ends up peeling his whole face off. Mm,
0: okay. It's been a it's been a while since I've seen that movie. But
1: that's it's from Poltergeist, just in case anybody doesn't know what that clip there here <laughs> is from. Alright? And Wife of Show Jen. <laughs> so
0: do you know who directed
1: Poltergeist? Uh Zemeckis? Toby Hooper. Who's, who's Toby Hooper?
0: He did uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I really. Yes. Okay. Okay. Do you know who actually directed Poltergeist?
1: No. What Zemeckis? Spielberg. No, Spielberg did not direct.
0: Yes, he did. did. If you Are actually you sure? re- research it, he does. He's not credited. It is a Toby Hooper um, directed movie, but okay. anything you read about it says that uh, Spielberg actually directed most of it.
1: Okay, because I, I know he pr- it was he produced it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I all this talking. Are you thirsty? I'm almost done with my first drink, so.
0: <laughs> what you drinking? What you drinking? Are you going to complain this is the
1: same one again? Yes. <laughs> there
0: you go. Okay.
1: Now it's tough, jump
0: for sure. Okay, go ahead.
1: All right. So I am drinking. Uh, Guya Citra Pale Ale, um, brewed by Cigar City Brewing. No, that is not a brewing company owned by Bill Clinton. 5.5%. <laughs> 5. <laughs> 5. <laughs> 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 All right. Mm. Smells good. And. It's a little bland. I mean, I'll drink it, but it's a little bland.
0: Okay, so this week I am drinking a Woodford double oaked.
1: Ooh. How about what, the, what, what did that set you back?
0: Uh, nothing because it was in the liquor cabinet.
1: Oh, okay. You
0: no, know, Jen has some kind of like thing with people she works with where they they trade like little sample bottles of, of liquor where mm-hmm. they're, they almost look like things you'd see in Harry Potter. They're small, almost like triple shot things that have a stopper in them, and she'll pour some of hers into one and label it, and they they trade whiskeys.
1: Okay, so is this bourbon or is it a whiskey?
0: This is bourbon. It's
1: good. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's Woodford Reserve. It's solid, man. Solid.
0: Okay. Now, we're going to get into the movie, but before we get into the movie, I do want to bring something up here. Okay. When... We get into, I try not to tell Jen what the next movie is, so that way she actually has to listen to the end of the podcast to get that reveal. Not that mm-hmm. she's going to be able to do the the three degrees separation thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of times, especially with your ones, she's never heard of them or never seen them. And so I will play her, I'll like go on YouTube or whatever, and bring up the trailer for the movie, and that will determine whether or not she's going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, up the Creek, for example, that was a no. <laughs> she could not get through the trailer for Flash Gordon. <laughs> she, she said, you're on your own for this one.
1: I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, she missed out.
0: And <laughs> I was, she was coming to bed and I was watching it and I had the last 10 minutes on and she said can you please turn that off i'm like i'm almost done I, I just need to finish watching this she said i do not want to waste 10 minutes of my life watching this
1: oh gosh. so i
0: sent her back downstairs so i could finish watching it okay
1: yeah like i said she don't tell me how you felt about the movie but i she missed out so let's get in let's go released December 5th, 1980, had a budget of $20 million, grossed $27 million, Rotten Tomato critic score of 80%, Audience Rotten Tomato score, 69%. It was directed by Mike Hodges, he was the 8th director chosen to uh, direct this film, best known for The Omen Part 2, and I'll Sleep When I'm Dead, starring Sam Jones as Flash, best known for the Ted movies. Could you tell me who they really wanted for this movie?
0: Oh, I actually did... L- it Was it, um... It wasn't Kurt Russell, was it?
1: It was Kurt Russell, but he said no because the script was too slapstick and decided to do Escape from New York instead. Good choice, Kurt. No, Melody no. And Sorry. Ahead.
0: I'll wait till you're done. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Melody Anderson as Dale Arden, best known for Firewalker with Chuck Norris and Louis Gossett Jr. That was on my shortlist until I watched it. Oh, boy. You'd have been really upset if we'd done that movie.
0: <laughs> I've never seen that one either.
1: Okay, yeah. So best known for Firewalker and Battlestar Galactica. Max von Sydow as the Emperor Ming, best known for Star Wars Force Awakens, Game of Thrones, and Dune. Tapal as Dr. Zarkoff, best known for Your Eyes o- for *Your Eyes Only and Fiddler on the Roof. Every time I saw him, I was just thinking, if I was a rich man. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. All of the main cast members were signed on for sequels, but that never happened. Funny fact that you made mention of on Facebook that George Lucas wanted to make this film. He wanted to do a Flash Gordon film, but Federico Fellini had already optioned it. So what did George Lucas go do? Star Wars. Yeah. So you can turn off the music now.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that was actually the thing I was going to bring up was, yeah, it, and I was talking to my kids about that today because uh, the one that does listen to me said, What movie are you doing this week? And I said, Flash Gordon. And he said, What's that? And he said, What's that based on? I said, It's based on Flash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Yeah, this is, it's based on a 1930s, 1940s comic strip. That, and, and there uh, were also
0: serials, like, uh, in, yes, in the theater.
1: Which were based off of the comic strip. Right. Yes. So, uh, um, oh, God. Why see it in the I theater? His... No. I. This is the first time that I've ever seen this movie from beginning to end.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah. Really. I, I didn't you see in got... the theater. I, I saw it on video.
1: Okay. So when, shortly after my parents got divorced, my dad started dating one gal, and they broke up, and then he started dating another gal who had a couple of kids, and um, his name is Mike. He's, he's a big conservative on Facebook. I'm sure you know who I yeah, talking okay, about. Okay, sure. Lived, lived in Dousman. And so we spent a lot of time over there and his neighbors, the Sweeneys had HBO. So we, a lot of times we would end up over at the Sweeneys watching flash bits and pieces of Flash Gordon, bits and pieces of the black hole, which I've never seen from beginning to end. Uh, And I always wanted to stick around. This movie always fascinated me, the little bits and pieces that I saw. And uh, Mayor Adam West from Family Guy sums up this movie best.
0: Silly, yes. Idiotic, yes.
1: (laughs) But a lot of fun. Well, I'm just going to say it right now. I had a blast watching this movie.
0: It was interesting. Yeah. And we'll cover different things. There's, There's so much of this film... That is almost good, mm-hmm. but it's, it, it seems like they, they got 90% of the way there on certain things and then they either ran out of time or just didn't give a shit anymore. And I will talk about a couple of those things that I thought were so close to being good mm-hmm. that just didn't quite get there.
1: Yeah. So I think this movie would be really awesome if you were smoking a lot of pot while watching it. How you doing? Good to meet you.
0: I thank you for saving every one of us.
1: Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> he acknowledged it. Let's do some shots. With you? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, yes. my God, yes. Totally, yes. Let's go. Yeah, which is why it's referenced so many times in the Ted movies.
0: Yeah, and there is a lot of, of drug talk in the, the Ted movies with the scenes with the guy who played Flash. Yeah. And I wonder if that was really who he was or if that was just kind of done because it was funny.
1: Apparently, on set and off of set, he got in a lot of fights and actually got a big scrape across his face and had to go to the hospital. And he, I think after the last fight, he was asked to not come back to the set. So a lot of... um. The images of Flash that you see are stand-ins, okay. and most and most of his lines are dubbed.
0: That I did know that he most of his stuff did get dubbed, and he, there was, as you'd mentioned, they had been signed for sequels. The original plan was that it was going to be a trilogy, and because of you, you don't have Flash Gordon, you don't have Flash Gordon, right. and I, I guess there are other instances where
1: it just didn't make enough money.
0: Yeah, and it was not what they expected it to be box office wise, where it didn't do as terrible as it could have done when you compare it to star Wars, which is really the reason why it got made. It Mm -hmm. definitely did not hold up, you know, it's end of the bargain as far as returning its investment.
1: Sure. Sure. So movie starts out, we see a really, really bad image of the planet earth. Yeah. We, we hear a dude's voice and he says, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me? And another guy talks about, well, there's this planet, and it's, it's the planet Earth. He goes, oh, well, I've never heard of the planet Earth. And he starts using his red ring to cause all kinds of destruction on the planet Earth. And there's a series of buttons that he's pushing. The first button that he pushes is Earthquake. Well, if, you, <laughs> if you've never heard of Earth, Earthquake, hello, McFly.
0: Earth is not necess- it could be earth, it I means really, dirt. Yes, I know. I should have said dirt quake. dirt
1: quake. Dirt quake, yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, hurricane, meteor storm, and then my favorite. Hot, hot hail? <laughs> how does hot hail work?
0: I don't know. Those look like just uh, <laughs> miniature meteorites, maybe. Right. Yeah, hot hail, because hail is ice. Yes. So hot hail is really a contradiction in terms.
1: Yes, it is. Uh, so and, and this is when we're first introduced to the, the, the Flash Gordon theme by Queen, who does most of the soundtrack of this film. The director originally wanted Pink Floyd to do the soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. So do you know what Flash Gordon in the comic books at in the and the, the serial what he actually was?
0: I, I I looked it up, but I do not remember.
1: He was a polo player. Okay. But obviously in the 80s, polo, not a real big happening sport. Not a lot of people admire polo players, do they?
0: Yeah, but uh, to be fair, not a lot of people admire Jets quarterbacks either. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, Vinny Testaverde wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah. But he played for like, like 13 teams.
1: Right. Right. So we see Flash. He's sitting in a car. A van pulls up and a chick gets out. They're obviously at an airport. Did you notice who one of the baggage carriers was? No, I did not. You're a wizard, Harry. (laughs) Was that really? Yeah.
0: The thing that surprised me is, so Flash Gordon, and they never actually say what his real name is. I'm assuming that Flash is not actually his real name.
1: I don't know. It's on the front of his shirt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple times that comes up. But he is the starting quarterback for the, the New York Jets who, yes. by the way, play in New Jersey, but that's another story. hmm He's driving kind of a shitty car.
1: Yeah, he is driving kind of a shitty car.
0: Did you see how he tried to big-time Dale when she gets out of the van?
1: No. What did he do?
0: He does the... Mm, rolling down the window, because oh, that was just, back when the, the power windows was like a big fucking deal.
1: Yes. <sighs> it, was, it was very noisy, too. Uh, but, yeah, they board the plane, and all of a sudden there's a meteor shower that's kind of surrounding the plane, and this is where we get the first example of some poor dialogue and poor acting as well. I couldn't believe a girl like you was alone. You're just saying that to get my mind off this. No, I mean it. What were you doing there alone?
0: <laughs> it, you said when you sent me a clip <laughs> saying uh, example of bad acting and bad dialogue, I thought you might have been actually pulling this, which I don't know if you'll recognize this or not.
1: Women change their minds all the time. <laughs> You must be kidding, aren't you? Look, I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to go upstairs and wash up and go to bed.
0: How dare you talk to me like that? You
1: should tell me everything. I can't talk right now.
0: You don't know move. This why, is from? Lisa? No. Why, Lisa? Please talk to me, please. You're part of my life. You are everything. It's there's this. It's called the room. Um, okay. Not room. The room. It is. It's mm-hmm. actually pretty famous. Mm-hmm. Much like the uh, rocky port horror picture show right they do midnight screenings of it and there are people that go and they act along with the film and the film was actually made about the making of that film
1: yeah with the franco brothers
0: yes and he would have won an oscar except he got me too'd out of winning an oscar for that film
1: okay I i think he's getting me too'd out of just about everything right now isn't he
0: Pretty much. Um, I think he was just in something, though, and I, I can't remember what, because I remember him being referenced. And that that could have just been an older film. I don't know.
1: Okay. But, uh, you know, Flash is talking about that it's, you know, turbulence and that he's been taking flying lessons. And as soon as he says that, the sky turns blood red. Yeah.
0: Okay. These effects are, are, are not great. But... She jumps over and grabs a hold of him mm-hmm. awfully quick. Oh, yeah. And there is a little bit uh, – I question Dale's mindset because she jumps from guy to guy to guy in this film. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that or not. But what was your thought of her when, they, when she first got out of the van at the airport? I thought she's, she's cute, but she's not hot. She's like attainable. Well, she-
1: so, we watched Firestarter with Chuck Norris and Louis Gossett Jr., and she's the, the, the female lead in that movie. And kind of the same thing. It's, yeah, she's she's pretty. She's she's not hot, but yeah, attainable.
0: So, but she grabs a hold of him. There is, is there an image of Ming, or is it just yes. his voice?
1: No, there's an image of Ming of, like, a giant meteor, and it hits the plane, but doesn't destroy the plane, but the pilots disappear.
0: And the the windshield of is it called the windshield of the plane is is cracked.
1: I, okay, I think so.
0: So I don't know if they got sucked out or not. But Flash goes in to, uh, mm-hmm. and he along with Dale are flying. And what do they see in the distance?
1: They see like a science lab.
0: Yeah, but it's only a model. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a pretty pretty poor model at that.
1: Right. Right. But yeah, now we're inside the science lab, and there's a guy sleeping underneath like an old army wool blanket, and a little meteor comes down and starts his blanket on fire. Right. Do you know who that guy was?
0: Oh, that, well, I do. He was actually in Indiana. We played this game before with the same guy.
1: Yes. I'm right with you, registration.
0: But what was that character's name? Munson? And I thought it actually was this.
1: I'm Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. This is Muppet Labs. And I'm tickled pink to announce our solution to the banana problem. I love Beaker.
0: <laughs> I thought it was Bunsen for some reason.
1: Okay, but it was no, it was Bunsen. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, he wakes up. Now we're introduced to Dr. Zarkov. And there's, there's no sun. And we hear the newscast in the background that's discrediting Dr. Zarkov uh, that he was a former NASA scientist and was trying to say that the Earth was going to be attacked and they all laughed at him.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a scientist. so And I know that people in, that have different areas of study, different areas of expertise, know things that I don't know. But there have been many a day when I've woken up and there was no sun out, and I didn't freak the fuck out. It's called <laughs> being overcast. Right. And, and yeah. what, what does Zarkov want Munson to check?
1: If the moon is out of orbit? The,
0: the vector of the moon.
1: Yes, and it is. Yeah. And it's all those meteors, I think, are chunks of the moon that are, that are coming down. And he claims that it's an attack. Yeah,
0: and then Zarkov pulls a gun on his partner. And mm-hmm. he's trying to convince him that the two of them have to save the Earth.
1: Right. Right. But but, but Munson's like, I'm not going up on that thing. <laughs> it does not sound like Porkins at all. And I, I, for some reason, I always kind of thought Porkins was like six foot three. This guy's a, he's a little guy.
0: Well, he was sitting down, you know, so how would you know?
1: Well, no, he was standing. He was walking around. But maybe Zarkov. No,
0: I'm talking about but, in Star Wars.
1: Oh, well, but he looks like he's big. He looks like he's just ginormous in that cockpit.
0: Stay in that cockpit, Anakin. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. though no, he points the gun at him. He runs. Uh, flash is landing the plane, and they crash into the lab.
0: Right. And I should know this because I worked for an airline for multiple years. Do planes have little exit hatches on the top
1: to exit? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe is that how they get out?
0: Yeah, they get out through the top because it okay. is kind of wedged in.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's possible. I'm not sure. Maybe that particular model plane. I'm not sure, but he del- he helps Dale, and this is where that he's we see that he's wearing a T-shirt that says his first name on it. Like me walking around with just it says Doug on my T-shirt. Hello, Doug. <laughs>
0: That, that That's actually, that's a great idea for the canoeing trip. I'm going to design a shirt that just has Doug in, like, the flash font, and I'll wear yes. that.
1: Yes, <laughs> that would be awesome. I would totally wear that. And Zarkov's like, oh, good morning. I bet you would like to use my phone. Well, it's right in here. It's a fancy phone booth. Yes. And they go into the rocket, and they're like, hey, there's no phone here. And this is when Dale. will Recognizes Dr. Zarkov and he says, Well, I need somebody to step on this red pedal during takeoff. That's kind of a poor design. Yeah,
0: I, I didn't understand that other than for the sake of plot. It, so there is a pedal that needs to be held down during flight. Wouldn't that be something either automated or you have like a lever that you can lock in place to actually force somebody to? put their foot on the equivalent of a brake in order to be able to travel safely seems like an odd engineering choice
1: but you know what i think this actually comes from a serial because i watched a little bit of flesh gordon which it's not hardcore porn it's not even softcore porn it's it's a skin flick but parodies not this movie but the old serial because flesh gordon came out before flash gordon and this same bit is is kind of used in that movie.
0: Okay, I um, mean that's definitely possible. But mm-hmm. Zarkov says that Dale is good enough and Flash can mm-hmm.
1: go. And Flash is like, "Okay, I guess I'll be leaving." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then Zarkov kind of takes Flash out like Flash is a little bitch.
1: Right. But there's a fight and Flash throws Zarkov's head into the launch button.
0: Why would there be a red launch button just (laughs) on the wall? Right. And I don't know if you noticed this, but as the the rocket is taking off and it's kind of coming up through the greenhouse, it's wobbling a little bit. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, the special effects are are not real good. Yes. But they're, they're launched into space and they go through a wormhole. And next we see... A dude with some weird looking glasses, and my first, in my notes it says he looks like Lobot. Well, guess what? Guess who that was? Was that seriously Lobot? That was the dude who played Lobot. So I, I
0: thought I actually had them labeled as the Borg. Okay. And they they all pass out due to the G forces, and they did have a yes. second stage in the rocket, which I thought was interesting. Okay. But uh, Flash and Dale are holding hands, and did. The design of the the spaceship remind you of anything?
1: Uh, was it the, the the Martian from Bugs Bunny?
0: No, you're thinking too. I'm talking real world thing, not a movie thing. Okay, to it no, to. I,
1: no, I guess not. No, I no what
0: it really looks like a badminton shuttlecock.
1: Oh yeah, okay, yeah, you're right.
0: And you had said they go through a wormhole, but they're flying through what I. Called a lava lamp, mm-hmm. and then eventually the ship comes down and it skids to a halt.
1: Well, it's it's the the Lobot characters like there is a strange object in the Imperial vortex, oh, and, they, and they they
0: we, they kind of bring them in, right?
1: Right. He, the, there's a voice that says, "Bring it in safely and land it," and it lands by this huge palace, and the capsule's surrounded by these guys that are dressed in like red samurai armor. Mm-hmm. And this is where I look and I go, there's a lot of detail here. A lot of detail with the palace and these costumes and the set. Even though it looks cheesy, it's still pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and there's a, a, some guy, I call him the golden dude, peeks in the window. And you can see that from the inside and then they cut to the outside of the ship. And then there's nobody around the ship. They're all like 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. So, but... They come out, and the guy has a gun, and what does the gun shoot?
1: Well, Flash goes, hi, we're oh. from Earth. We're your <laughs> friend. And he goes to shake his hand, and the gun shoots, like, "I what, was it a hand? Or yeah, it's, it a hand. It? it's a hand. It's a hand gun. It's a hand that grabs his neck, grabs Flash's, grabs Flash's neck, and flips him.
0: But I, it reminded me of Batman when uh, the Joker had the gun on... The, not springs, but it's like a scissor mechanism that kind of like extends. And when he shot the TV, except it was a boxing glove, not a hand. Right. But yes. there's a couple times in this movie where there are not part connected to the rest of a body, but there are hands that serve functions that just seem a little bit weird.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're being marched through the palace and Zarkov says, these are state police. We're surrounded by people who want to revolt.
0: And Dale is actually snuggling up to Zarkov Mm -hmm. as they're walking. Mm -hmm. And then, so she's arm in arm with Zarkov. And to your point that you just mentioned, in my notes it says "There, there actually are decent costumes and set design here.
1: Right. Right. But they're following this probe that zaps this lizard man for... Why, why did it zap the lizard man? Was he trying to escape? He was trying to escape. Okay. Uh, and Zarkov's like, don't worry, I've got a gun in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and the probe zaps the gun and makes it disappear. But now we're introduced to, like, a bunch of the different factions. We've got the Hawkmen, and we've got the African Bushmen, who are the Ardentians. Uh, the Ard-
0: Ardorians? Arborian. Arboreans? arboreans,
1: arboreans. Yeah, um, and then there was also supposed to be like another group of of women, like like Amazons, but that that scene was deleted.
0: And who is the leader of the Hawkmen or the Wingmen?
1: That's Brian Blessed.
0: We shall like the Naboo. Yeah, it's yeah. Boss Nass. Who,
1: and who's the leader of the African Bushmen, the Ardencians? That I don't know. That is the captain of the steamship. Oh, from, Raiders of, Lost from the Raiders
0: of the Lost Ark? From
1: Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: should get a very nice prize, or something like that. I don't have that but, right, but
1: yeah. But there's also a deleted scene, Matt. Sorry to interrupt, Commander. I didn't know this was pleasure period. I'll come back later. Stay. You're not interrupting. State your business, Captain. Christine Moon, weapons and tactical attack officer. Reporting for assignment aboard the feminist regime starfighter Eros. Very well. Have you stowed your gear in your cabin yet? Yes, Commander. Good. Strip and do me. As you say, Commander. And now it's time to play. And now it's time for Name That Porn Star. Yeah, any clue whatsoever? Christy Canyon. No, Becky Savage and Lily Rogers from Starship Eros. Okay. Yeah, the only man in that movie is a guy that's dressed up like C three PO, and it's a it's like a bad C three PO costume. So when Star Wars first came out, and Empire Strikes Back came out, I think this was Empire Strikes Back. Maybe it was Star Wars. They had like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tour, some kind of tour, um, marketing tours where they'd have. People dressed up like as Chewbacca and C-3PO okay, sure. and Darth Vader. And you'd go see them at Boston store or whatever. And oh, yeah. The dude, that, the dude that's in this movie that's dressed up like C-3PO. And it, it is a... Uh-oh.
0: No, I was un- unzipping my cooler. I didn't want... Sorry, I muted my microphone.
1: I'm still I almost I, I almost thought you said I was unzipping my pants. <laughs> no. We we're talking about porn stars.
0: There are no it's, zippers on sweatpants.
1: It's... it's uh, in this movie, this, this porn movie, it's actually a C-3PO costume. No, oh, really? Yes. in these publicity tours, that's the word I'm looking for, publicity tour, that, it's the, like the same exact costume. Like, it's a bad C-3PO costume, so. But
0: it is a C-3PO costume.
1: It is a C-3PO costume. So, yeah, Starship Eros, if anybody wants to check it out. It's actually kind of, it's got some good parts.
0: <laughs> so there is, what is Ming's right-hand man's name?
1: Oh God! It's Clydes, it, but Klytus. I have it later in my notes. No, yeah.
0: but I, I just refer to him as Doctor Doom because yeah, he, he got, looks like Doctor Doom.
1: He looks like Doctor Doom. So the costume that Ming is wearing most of the time weighed seventy pounds, and wow. he could only he could only wear it for a couple minutes at a time before he had they had either had to take it off or he had to sit down. But uh, um, the trip the Hawkmen have brought a tribute, and it's an ice jewel. And now we're introduced to Prince Baron, who's played by Timothy Dalton. Yes, best best known for James Bond. I mean, he's been in a lot. Of she things.
0: was must have scared the living daylights out of her. I didn't really have a great place for that, so.
1: But he comes in and says that the Voltan had stole it from them, uh, and they're getting ready to fight. And Clytus says, "There is no fighting in the throne room. No matter what a stripper tells you." There's no sex in the champagne room, none.
0: Yeah, I, I, you could have also pulled the you, "There's no fighting in the war room" from. Uh,
1: oh gosh, what is that Doctors, film? Doctor, Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange Love. Yeah,
0: how I learned yeah. to love the bomb. Yeah,
1: right. Or there's there's no crying in baseball. Yeah,
0: but that's that's a little bit less of the irony yes. of it.
1: Yes. Uh, but now we we see the the ship captain from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Prince Thun, and he's about to—he tries to do something where he tries to kill Ming, and Ming freezes him. Yes. And what does he? What does he make Prince Thun do?
0: Oh well, he asked him to, to throw himself on his own sword to to prove his loyalty. Right. And then, but he he tries to take Ming out and is frozen, yeah. and then Ming stabs him. He runs him through. Okay. And then he has blue blood. Yes. And there are different color bloods for the different creatures or different races or uh, cultures, whatever you want to call them. Yes. And yeah. Flash is watching all this and he has an observation about Ming.
1: <laughs> right. This, this, this Ming's Ming a psycho. This Ming is a psycho. Who said that? Yeah, the probe said that. And then Clitus said... Who said that? But it reminds me of this. Is
0: that you, John Wayne? Is this me? Who said that?
1: Who the fuck said that? Who's the slimy little communist shit twinkle-toed cocksucker down here who just signed his own death warrant? Yeah, but now we see the princess, uh, Princess Aura. And I made an immediate observation about something of Princess Aura. Damn.
0: Chick's got an ass like an onion. Makes me want to cry. Yeah, she is, she reminds me, and she probably doesn't actually look anything like her, but she reminds me of the princess in the Buck Rogers movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who, she's kind oh, God, what were the bad guys' names in Buck Rogers? Oh,
0: I, I don't remember. But that's a 79 film, because I checked, because that was a possibility.
1: But that was that was a made-for-TV movie. It was released in the theater. Was it really?
0: I saw it in the theater.
1: You did? Yes. Okay. All right. That's too bad. Yeah. When was it released on TV? Was it released in 80? It's uh, it probably still 79. We still can't do it. Yeah. Um. But w- what does the princess have in tow?
0: <laughs> She's got a little person on a chain. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. That happens. And There's a
0: couple of them that are like that throughout the course of the film.
1: Yeah. There, there Flash-
0: are some S&M elements to this film.
1: A little bit. Flash is checking her out. And Dale's like, hey, remember me?
0: This is the girl who was holding hands and all over Zarkov shit like 20 seconds earlier. Right. But, yeah, Dale did get jealous, but Ming wants to know who Flash is.
1: Yeah. Who are you? Flash Gordon.
0: Quarterback, New York Jets. And that's how I, I always introduce myself, too, when... Someone asks who I am. Right. You know, Matthew Bach, Transponster, New
1: instead York of Jets. Saying, Flash Gordon, Earthling. It's yeah, New York Jets.
0: He really identifies with his job.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ming's like pathetic earthlings, but he wants Dale.
0: And and how does he pull her
1: forward? He uses his red ring. He uses the what? Schwartz. Yes, he uses the Schwartz. What are you doing? I'm looking for the remote.
0: What remote? For the oh. That's wrong, right?
1: No. The underwear. Come on. You're wearing them now. No! Oh. Wow. Oh, are you okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I I un- don't like that movie, but I I I'm sorry, I don't like that that actress, but I did like that movie.
1: I that's the only part that I've ever seen of that movie. And it was pretty funny. Yeah.
0: It, but she, Dale was actually in a trance as she was being controlled by Ming. And mm-hmm. she she comes out of her, her trance and it, it looks like she was enjoying it, though.
1: Yeah, she's probably... What happened pretty,
0: to me? Sorry. I don't know, but it was pretty sensational. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: She's probably dripping what Apparently there was supposed to be a cutaway of her imagining an erotic picnic in the 1920s with Ming.
0: Okay. But Dale is is to be prepared. And what is she supposed to be prepared for?
1: For our pleasure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And then Flash says, no. Yes. And he attacks and they've got these like giant metal eggs.
0: mm mm-hmm. That just are fortunately are about the size of a football.
1: Right. And, uh, yeah, he's doing basically throwing the football at the guards, the red guards. And the, and Clytus instructs his minions He's playing some barbaric earth game. Get down like this.
0: <laughs> and, well, Ming asks him if his men are on the right pills. <laughs> right. And, you know, Flash is supposed to be a quarterback. He's honestly acting more like a running back. Sure. And I don't know if if you saw this or what you thought of it. I didn't think that he really had much of a throwing motion for somebody that's supposed to be a quarterback. It kinda did like not Phillip, look right.
1: Kind of like Philip Rivers. <laughs>
0: He doesn't have as many kids.
1: Right. Yeah, that dude's got like nine kids.
0: Yeah, he he's got a he's got almost an entire uh, starting lineup. Mhm. But as this fight is going on, uh Boss Nass keeps on hitting guys in the head with his gaffy stick and then right. just whistling.
1: <laughs> yeah, like nothing going on here.
0: And I hadn't seen this film in 25 30 years and I remembered this next part because of how awful it is. Mm hmm. Go, flash three! <laughs> There's a, a gif for that where she's doing the clapping, the go, flash, yes. go.
1: It's so terrible. It's so bad. But yeah, he's whacking dudes in the head, and Zarkov is throwing him these eggs, and Flash is catching them and then throwing the eggs. And then Zarkov accidentally BFs him and hits him in the head with one of these eggs. <laughs> yeah, he beans him. Yes. And they're going to execute Flash, but before they execute him, they put him in a dungeon and put him in some sort of torture helmet contraption. Yes. And this is the first time that we actually see the lizard men, whose faces are inside of their mouths. Okay. (laughs) Did you not catch those guys?
0: Yeah, I did, but I thought it was just a bad mask. I didn't think that was intentional.
1: Yeah, it's a bad mask. Their faces are... It's like a Halloween costume. Yeah. Like...
0: Yeah, yeah it, it's really, really bad. I mean, it yeah. is—it's it, fifth grade art class clay project art, bad.
1: Right, but, right. But, but you he, missed he,
0: the whole thing with we—we kind of get that the princess is not married to, but is involved with, um, the prince from Arboria,
1: Boron Prince Boron Prince Boron. Is that, is and his name is
0: yeah. And she—I just refer to him as James Bond. She wants him to go someplace. And he doesn't trust her because he says this to her. Lying bitch. Yeah. Which, considering that she is Ming's daughter, you'd think that would be a dangerous thing to say.
1: But she's Ming's daughter. I mean, Ming has laid with many women. And I just think that he's just kind of there out of convenience that he really doesn't love this daughter. And that's pretty evident later on.
0: But you said that Flash is chained up, and he's wearing what I called a weird first-generation VR helmet. hmm And it's got these spikes on it, and he has a request before he dies.
1: Well, he wants to see Dale, and Klytus zaps the mask off and has an hourglass, but the hourglass is upside down.
0: Yeah, it works upside
1: down. It works upside down. And they're talking about how, oh, this is just a dream. I know I'm just going to wake up. And you can already tell that they are in love, but what do you think they've known each other for? Oh, 45
0: minutes? Oh, no. It's it's probably at least two or three hours.
1: Okay. All right. Well,
0: I mean, that's the time that they've been awake. Going through the wormhole and all that stuff, that probably took a, a significant period of time. So it's probably at least a day.
1: Do you think he was hooking the G while they were asleep?
0: <laughs> is this something you're trying to make happen? This is the second week in a row.
1: Hook in the G. I just like... I can't remember where I heard it, but I like it. I've
0: never heard that before. Okay. But I I, I understand it. I, I can't yes. do it, but I understand it. Okay. So, Great. yeah, they, they think it is a dream, and the time has run out, which means that all of the sand has run to the
1: top of Correct. the
0: hourglass. Correct. And in my notes, this is where it says the costumes are actually 90% of the way there. Mm-hmm. They're so close to being good. And Colitis is a perfect example of this, because... His mask is actually pretty good, but they couldn't go the last step to actually put eye black by his eyes. Right. So you can actually see just the human skin in that little gap where if they used a little eye black, it would have been perfect.
1: Sure, sure. But uh, now now Flash is about to get executed and he's kind of strapped into a chair like he's in a gas chamber. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ming and the princess
0: are in their dress blacks.
1: It was their execution clothing. Right. It was yeah. their going, going to the execution outfit.
0: Well, well I mean, they, they do executions on the rig, so they probably right. – th- it's not something that is in the back of the closet. That has to be on, on standby because they're going to be executing people like every other day.
1: Sure. And Princess Aura says, look, water is leaking from her eyes, referring to Dale. But a, a doctor or somebody comes up and injects something into Flash and says, this will help you on your way. And then he's executed with like this yellow gas that looks like a smoke bomb that you'd buy at a fireworks store.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, but this is, they start the gas after Ming gives the very earth oriented cutthroat sign.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And as the gas is filling this chamber, is it, are they killing him or are they getting him high? It looks like they're hotboxing the execution chamber.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Dale faints. She has a very, what is that, a low constitution? Um, she, she does not deal with stress very well. She, she is very quick to go to the fainting.
1: Right. Right.
0: And then Ming and the princess leave. And <laughs> I, I, how on the coffin or the headstone or whatever did they happen to have Flash's logo?
1: <laughs> Just like on his t-shirt.
0: Oh, they said, hey, we want to make oh, this really special. Oh, can oh, can says, you pull it off of his, the thing he has on his t-shirt, put that on his headstone.
1: <laughs> and it says, Flash Gordon, Earthling executed by Ming.
0: <laughs> but a doctor comes in and they open up the coffin and they revive Flash.
1: But the princess is with him. She's banging everybody, man. Oh, yeah, she gets around. She, yeah, she banged this doctor to do this.
0: And why is there a mirror in his coffin? I don't know. I, I've, I've never seen a mirror in a coffin before. Maybe that's something that Sam Jones requested so he could do blow it off of it during the, I mean, like perhaps. between the shots,
1: right? Right. But she helps him escape. But now we see Zarkov strapped to a table with this giant laser pointed at him. I mean, this thing is the size of a VW bug, and it reminded me. It, it, it's basically the big laser. It looks like it's pointed at his, at his balls, and it reminded me of this.
0: Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die! But we we find out what Ming has been doing, and he tests universes to see if populations are harmless. And how do they know that Earth's population is not harmless?
1: Uh, because Zarkov knew that Ming was watching them.
0: Right, yeah, exactly. And... There is another woman. It's, I think, the third and final woman in, in this movie. And that's General Garlaf, I think.
1: She She's like third in command.
0: Yeah. And yeah. she is working with, I think it's with Clitus and it, with somebody. And they say that they need to program him, but there's a certain level that it's not supposed to go beyond. Supposed, it's not supposed to go beyond level two, I think.
1: Right, but she says, turn this bad boy up to six.
0: And but, they're, as they're erasing his mind, the beginning of the movie is the first thing they replayed on the screen.
1: Right. And
0: I do not did you see, there's a lot of animals in his mind.
1: Yeah, but there's also some crazy stuff where, you know, there's a woman that you can tell that he loves this woman. But then somebody throws her in a pool and she drowns and then you see her lifeless body on the side of the pool and zarkov is cl- you know covering her up with a blanket and then he's at her funeral that was weird did you pay attention to that
0: yeah and then the, it, the, it goes all the way back to, well it goes through world war Two.
1: yeah and, and they th- show hitler <laughs> the chick goes hmm now he showed promise
0: <laughs> yeah that would not probably be done if they moved, made this movie today but th- they're programming the m- his they're going to program Zarkov's mind. First they're emptying it then they're going to program him. And I got the impression that Doctor Doom is hitting this one, this chick.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: But the woman ignores Doom's orders and is programming several le- levels higher than I think it's up to level 6.
1: Yes, it is. She's don't go past level 3 and the chick has him, has them go past level 6.
0: And then we are treated to a flashback if you will to a 1983 film i think where did you recognize where F- flash and the princess are no they are in the mutara nebula
1: <laughs> okay
0: and she's teaching him how to drive the spaceship
1: but she's all over him and she's dancing around his ear and around his hair and his cheek with her long nails oh man yeah and- I, i'm like i'm like you can- there are not many mortal men that can resist that right. that 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 go to.
0: Yeah, but she she's climbing on top of him to fuck him while he's driving and right. that's just irresponsible. And right. I I will not partake or condone of any action similar to that.
1: I don't know how you could ever possibly be with somebody who would do something like that.
0: No, because I, it just shows you have no respect for
1: life. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> But she's, she's now talking about, you know, Flash is saying, well, why don't they team up? Why not team up? Why does not Voltan and Baron and all these other factions team up against Ming? And Aura says that her father keeps them fighting to prevent that.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And we go and Dale is now, is is, is she with ming's other women or those slaves or
1: it's like a harem it's like a sex harem and one of them says here drink this and she's like will it make me forget and she goes no it it, it make you so you don't mind remembering and there was actually another deleted scene from this movie where she was with ming This doesn't taste like a meat popsicle. This tastes like dick. <laughs> it is merely your your mind playing tricks on you, my child.
0: Yeah, when I had to go back into my notes to actually insert where this clip went, I did just a control F to find and then my, guess what my search term was. What's that? Cosby. Oh, <laughs> But even before that, I, I said, this would make a great porn scene. <laughs> yes. And up on the princess's ship, apparently they have some kind of communication device.
1: It's like a telepathy?
0: Yeah, telepathy. Yeah. And Flash wants to be tuned into Dale, and he basically threatens the. The princess, unless he actually, in, unless she shows him how to do it, but Dale is hungover when Flash reaches out and touches her. Right, fake him out. How? Girls know how, Dale. It's been done to me. Fake him out till I get back. Over.
1: Yeah, uh, it's too dangerous for you here. You can't come. back. Stay where you you
0: Oh my God, this girl's really turning me on. I didn't
1: quite, I didn't quite get that. Think it again. Yeah, that's when Aura starts. Stroking his cock or doing something. <laughs> have you ever
0: been on the phone with somebody when you're getting a blowjob?
1: Uh no, I have not.
0: Oh yeah, I, I remember. I was I was talking to my parents and somebody was over and I'm just like, I gotta I gotta take this call. And they're like, okay. And so I was talking to my parents for like five minutes and they were just sitting there and they got bored. So then that started happening mm-hmm. and eventually I'm like. Ma, I, I got, I gotta go. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I got, I got a couple things going on right here. I really gotta go.
1: Yeah. Nice.
0: But uh he, I love the fact that he says, uh, just to fake Ming out, it's been done to him. Like right. he, he, he's this brainchild that is beyond being fooled by women. Sure. And uh, a slave comes in with more of the same potion mm-hmm. for for Dale to drink.
1: But Dale makes her drink it and gets her hammered.
0: Right. And Zarkov appears to have been converted.
1: Right. They say that he's an agent of Ming, but we're not really sure yet.
0: And Flash and the Princess Land, and what planet are they
1: on? It's it's a forest slash swamp planet. Dagobah.
0: Yeah, they're on Dagobah.
1: Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, Endor at top. Yeah. Dagobah in the bottom. Oh,
0: yeah. That, that comes up as well. Right. <laughs> But Ming shows up for some sexy time with Dale, and Mm -hmm. she's not there.
1: It's the slave girl.
0: Right. And Dale apparently changed clothes with the slave girl and is sneaking around.
1: Mm -hmm. She tricks these red guards. What would you say those red guards looked like? With, like, the big snout that comes out? Well, they looked...
0: Like, World War II gas masks.
1: Yeah, okay, that's... I was trying to put my finger on it. But the red
0: doesn't make sense. I was thinking that they almost look like a Power Rangers villain with a Nazi gas mask on. Okay. But she fights with several guards, and I really do not think that this is Ming's elite guards, because they suck.
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. But now we have a room full of robots. And, and by the way, that dude's name—the dude who played Lobot—his name is John Hollis. Uh, and they're instructed to activate Agent Zarkov.
0: And but, that's after they found her, because they find out where she is, and they they send Zarkov after her.
1: Right, and she now Dale and Zarkov are together, and she tells him that Flash is alive. <laughs> did you see his eyes darting back and forth?
0: <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs>
1: it's hilarious. Uh, but Clytus tells Ming, uh, that Flash is alive and, uh, that he has his suspicions that Aura is, um... A traitor, a, that she helped tra- him escape. A, a traitor, and Ming says, stop at nothing. Yeah,
0: but she's not really a traitor, she's just horny. She needs the Flash cock. Right. And they open the city to let... Zarkov escape with Dale, figuring that they they will be able to basically track them to Flash.
1: Right.
0: And Flash and the Princess are now at, at the Ewok village.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's in my notes too. It's yeah, <laughs> it's the, the Ewok village. And but this is this is pre Return of the Jedi. Yeah,
0: but this clip I'm going to play is not doctored. This is actually a clip from this movie. Mm-hmm. It sounds like porn.
1: of initiations (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah they're initiating a new member Uh, it's a test of his manhood to stick his hand in this hole of this giant stump that's got all kinds of holes and what lives in in that stump
0: some kind of space scorpion
1: the wood beast
0: okay and he he puts his hand in and he gets stung and then Mm -hmm. Baron immediately says this He chose poorly.
1: Yeah, but it's certain death. But you'll go mad, and it'll be painful. And this young kid who uh, was getting initiated asks Baron to run him through, and that's what Baron does. Baron takes out a sword and runs him through.
0: (laughs) And yeah, Bond kills him, and then he finds out that the princess is there, and he's super excited that she's there Mm -hmm. at first. Yes. And he said, first thing he says is, you came! And she says, that's personal. And right. then he he sees that Flash is there with her. And he, this is the exact quote of what he says. I knew you were up to something, though I confess I hadn't thought of necrophilia. That being mm. that Flash was a yes. dead man and she's boning yes. a dead man.
1: Okay, alright. I didn't catch that.
0: But she forbids Baron from killing Flash.
1: hmm
0: And then... Um, now we how go back does she to... do
1: that? How does she do that? How does she convince him not to kill Flash? He, she, she says run, that if... She, she runs her fingers through his hair and tickles his ear to get her away. This is, that's her move, man.
0: Well, I mean, she's an, she's an attractive woman, so I... Uh-huh. But he's James Bond. I mean... Right. <laughs> well, not yet. Right.
1: Not yet, no. But now we're back to Zarkoff and Dale, and Zarkoff explains that his mind was not broken. What was he thinking of? The Beatles. And Shakespeare.
0: Yeah. And the Beatles, I like well enough. I don't think they are the best band ever. Shakespeare, I can't stand.
1: Yeah, right. But, I mean, okay, back in 63, 64, if you were used to Chuck Berry and doo-wop music and Elvis, and all of a sudden you put on this Beatles album...
0: Later Beatles albums, not the first ones. The first ones were the, the same as everything else, else I was on I at the wanna time. Hold, I yeah. want to
1: hold your hand, but you know. But have you li- have you listened to a whole Beatles album other than just the the hits? Yes. Yeah, it's not good.
0: Uh, some of them are like uh, Rubber Soul is pretty good. Uh, Saint Sergeant Pepper is good from end to end. Yeah. No, but there's a lot of filler in there, and a lot yeah. of their hits from their their early days is just shit. It, uh-huh. it is very much – I call the Beatles the original boy band, and okay. that's not meant to be an insult, even though it is. It is – they were very much manufactured to be a hit machine. It wasn't until they became popular that they started doing things that were a little bit more experimental. Sure. And, and a lot of that stuff was their producer, George Martin. Um, and if he produced Beatles albums the way that he writes books – they never would have gotten beyond, like, the first three Beatles albums.
1: <laughs> okay. No. That was a stretch, but... Yes, it was. Yes, it was.
0: But, well, uh... F- Flash ahead, is Dr. locked...
1: He's, flashed, he's locked up in a bamboo cage, uh, a la Rambo in First Blood.
0: Yes. And he's being lowered into the swamp, and there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's a wing guy in there, there's a lizard guy in there. Right. And then we go back to... Ming's home planet, and mm-hmm. Doom and the General are whipping the princess.
1: Right. And
0: two things. This is a pretty hot scene.
1: Yeah, you think so?
0: And then the second thing is, how is she being tied down?
1: I didn't see that. How is she being tied down?
0: With hands.
1: In- oh, yeah, In- Instead okay. of, like,
0: chains or handcuffs, they are just disembodied hands that are holding her on this table. Sure, and uh, she, he, uh, the Clytus actually says to bring the bring me the boar worms, right. and she demands to see Ming. But we find out that where's Ming? He's right there. Yeah, he's he's having a snack, watching her be tortured.
1: Right, and he says not to stop the torture. Right, but yeah, yeah th- now now we're back to, on the planet uh, on Dagobah. Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. But oh, okay. he uh, Ming and Clytus have an exchange about what Clytus can do for Ming.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Clytus. Get me Gordon balance. And, Baron. Bump, bump. <laughs> and <laughs> I actually text you while I was watching this particular scene is Baron is talking to a guy, and he is playing, I called it a double-ended recorder. Some kind of a flute.
1: Yeah, okay. And you said, who is that guy? I'm like, I don't know. No, who I didn't say
0: it? who he is. I said, did you see him? Oh. Because the music- musician stands up. He's got a huge cock.
1: <laughs> oh, does he?
0: <laughs> and it is very obvious. It's like okay. center screen.
1: Oh, it's funny because... Uh my oldest boy last night and the girl next door they wanted they wanted me to pick a funny 80s movie for them and they were watch, gonna watch it in the basement and eat some popcorn and I'm like hey how about Top Secret with Val Kilmer see so the they're you get... they're downstairs and I'm upstairs and I'm just hearing them laugh and laugh and laugh and all of a sudden they come upstairs and they're like dad you gotta come down here and see this part and it's the ballet scene oh they're jumping oh, on the, the cocks yeah <laughs> Dudes in the ballet have huge cocks, and they're kind of lined up. And the the ballerina is like going from cock to cock to cock, like yeah. walking on them.
0: Yeah. Well, that also has <laughs> the anal intruder.
1: I don't remember. Well, see, now I'm gonna have to watch that movie. It's when it was- his
0: uh when Nick Rivers' agent is in prison. Mm-hmm. Nick goes and visits him, and he gives him this this gift for his for the, his agent's wife because he says that he can't pleasure his wife, and it's this giant. It looks almost like a jackhammer, and it's called The Anal Intruder, and at the end of it has a fist. (laughs) Oh, God. And you had your, what, eight-year-old watch this movie, Doug? Eleven-year-old by
1: 11 year That would go right over their heads. Right over their heads. But... Yeah. (laughs) As as long as it's PG, I can let... In our house, that's the rule, is if it's PG, my kids can watch it without my supervision. PG-13, I gotta be there, but... You know, I fail to tell my missus that, yeah, this is before PG-13.
0: Yeah, and there's, yeah, there there definitely are some ones that might be certainly questionable. Mm -hmm. But uh, Doom has gotten a confession from the princess. She's not going to be killed. What is her punishment going to be?
1: Why don't I have that in my notes? I don't know. What is her punishment? She's going
0: to be banished for a year. Okay. And Clytus is not happy about this. I think he sees mm-hmm. the princess as someone that stands between him and his weird servant leader love he has for Ming. Mhm. But uh, we go back to Dale and Zarkov and they are being f- they're going to a planet and how are they traveling?
1: Um,
0: need a hint we sound uh, like oh
1: they're being that they're being carried by by voltan
0: yeah they're being you know they have the hawkmen have uh dale and zarkov in tow and they're flying to a castle in the sky once again good set design
1: yes but we, we we failed to mention that that baron put a dude like a double agent into the cage with flash and that's the musician that's up. coming
0: up in just a second okay because first they get to the castle um and
1: oh yeah you, you know what I have Hawkman fling Dale and Zarkoff instead of flying Dale. <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> but
0: boss nass actually gooses Dale and
1: yes and that was that was that was ad lib and her reaction was real
0: and Brian blessed would be canceled if he did that today
1: mm-hmm Mm-hmm. But
0: we go back to Dagobah, and there's some Jedi training going on between the musician who has been dropped into the cage and Flash, yes. to help Flash escape. And it turns yes. up yeah. that it was all a setup. Right. And you...
1: my notes are my notes are way different than yours right now. I, I think you're kind of jumping around a little bit.
0: No, I do it linearly.
1: <laughs> so do I. So do I. Uh,
0: but, so, the Flash is now at the same place where the little stump is with the scorpion. With,
1: with the wood beast, yes. Right. And it's like it's like Russian roulette.
0: But he has a conversation with Baron before they get to the trial. Okay. This is your thing. It is? yes
1: what do you know where you are
0: now you know it when flash shows up at the stump baron confronts him and this this exchange happens do you know where you are
1: up the creek oh yeah all right see that was not in my notes you sent me that clip (laughs) I sent you so many clips this week. You think I don't know having, that we need
0: to have an intervention.
1: I mean, I think I sent you like forty clips. I'm having a hard time keeping track of them all.
0: <laughs> you are? Yep. Anyway. So <laughs> Yeah. Flash has just gotten out of a mud cage.
1: And, and he's awfully clean.
0: And he's also wearing a Flash branded shirt.
1: <laughs> Which is different a different color. It's like it's like a red tank top, right?
0: Yeah, and he had been wearing a disguise after he got rescued from death by the princess because right. he was wearing his uh, uniform thing. So mm-hmm. where where did this Flash brand did clothing come? But apparently, Flash I has become know. very popular in this kingdom because people yes. already know about him.
1: Right? Well, he's 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 gonna bring the revolt, man.
0: And it is basically Flash has to do the same trials that. The kid tried earlier and died.
1: But the kid, but the kid just has to... It's do, it watch let, it's do it once. The kid had to do it once. They have to do it, and then Baron takes a turn, and then Flash takes a turn. But then Baron says, oh, now you have to go again. And Flash is like, well, I just went. And he goes, well, I'm changing the rules. Uh, I do three for uh, uh, Three. Uh, we do three, huh? One, two, Three. Three.
0: So then, Flash but, goes again. That's
1: the that's that's the only good part of that entire movie. I don't I, know why
0: I, it is considered to be great. I've yeah. started watching it. I've never gotten far into it um, because mm-hmm. I have I have it on DVD and it's a terrible transfer and it, it's okay. just unwatchable. It's it's one of those films that I should have seen but haven't, and I imagine that I probably would not like it. Uh, what what's the one about the demon baby? Um, it's yeah. by the the child rapist uh, Polanski. Not Chinatown. Huh? Uh, Rosemary's Baby.
1: Okay. Have you seen that? It. No, I have not.
0: It's supposed to be the scariest movie. It's not. Okay. It, it's very <laughs> so, but but, Fl- but
1: but Flash Flash he he gets stung. And yeah, but. and
0: I actually pulled the clip of Flash after he got stung. Okay. Ah.
1: Ah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm not going to let it play out for the rest of the 30 seconds. <laughs> right.
1: But it's a trick. He really didn't get stung, and he escapes, and Baron says, He's mine. I hunt him alone.
0: It's Predator, right?
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. But what does is, what is Flash fall in? Uh, Quicksand. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Do you remember? We've had this conversation before, like when we were kids. Like, Quicksand was really fucking scary. Yeah, and it it
0: really was. And here's the thing I don't understand. When Flash runs away, he has a sword. He throws the sword and then jumps and starts going down the the rope. And is running through. Why wouldn't he have taken the sword with him?
1: I don't know. Who knows? Plot
0: point. But he goes under. And by the way, I just got to page two of of your song clips for t- this week. Okay. I'm still on page one of mine. Um, but he he's in the quicksand and has gone under, and he is attacked by, I don't know, almost like a flower crab.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, he pulls himself out. He pulls himself out of, like, with these giant cables, like, almost like the same cable that Jaws chomped on in Jaws 2. Okay. Underrated, and are all, Yes, and he pulls himself out. It's got Peter Brady in it. Um, and he pulls himself out, and, and then he's, like, lying there, and he's like, oh, thank God, I made it. And then, yeah, this big fucking, like, crab, or something. It's like a crab that's upside down, and, and it just it's closes
0: weird. its things on him, to almost, yes. like, encircle him. Mm-hmm. And then he gets saved, finger quotes, by the prince.
1: Right, he saves him, but then he says, well, I'm still gonna fucking shoot you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then who shows up
1: Voltan the hawkmen yes and they shoot the they shoot the gun out of Baron's hand and oh, it's not Voltan but the hawkmen come and they shoot the gun out of his hand and they say Voltan wants a word with you
0: and then they all go back to the castle in the sky and
1: all of should we all of these kingdoms are basically like floating cities Floating right. planets, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, one's just like the castle. The Hawkman is is not really a planet; it's just a castle in the sky. There's mm-hmm. one that is these jagged looking asteroid things that are. There's like six of them, right? And, and I don't understand how that works, but Volton basically said that Boron is, or the prince is in trouble, and actually. He has a little bit of legal knowledge on his side that's going to help him out. Yeah, I would remind se- you of Article oh. Seventeen of Ming's Law: No prince of Mongol taken captive shall be offered for ransom without first being given the right
1: of trial by combat. Yeah, and, what's the what's what, what's the, the, the kingdom and Game of Thrones where they do the trial by combat and then they have the moon?
0: Oh, the the moon door. Yeah, it's the one with the little kid. That's well, he's not little; he's fifteen or something, and he's still sucking breastfeeding his
1: mom. Yeah, sucking on his mom's. Teeth.
0: Hey, I mean, they were nice, but if, I I don't know the names of them. But the whole trial by combat thing, I've never understood. And the reason that I say I never understood it is, you have a guy who basically has to, in order to get out of whatever he did, he wants to do trial by com- combat, and he gets to pick his opponent.
1: Right. He I want Yeah, he chooses the quarterback of the New York Jets, man. Yeah, pick, but, pick the woman. Pick you after, know, one of the yeah. small guys. After being in the swab cage and in the quicksand, Flash, once again, looks very clean.
0: <laughs> yeah, how did his hair and clothes get clean? Right. And for the first time since the very beginning of the film, we get a little bit of a, a clock. The clock is running, and how much time is left on the clock?
1: Uh, I don't have that until later.
0: It's 14 hours.
1: Okay, locked. all right, okay. 14 hours until what? Until Earth...
0: Till the moon destroyed. crashes into the Earth.
1: Right, yes. So now Dale and Zarkov, they arrive, and Flash goes... Uh, or no, Dale says, have I got some crazy stories for you? And Flash goes, save it for our kids. So yeah, they've known each other for what? Six hours now?
0: But they get engaged. Right at this point, yes. they get engaged. Right. And then they have... It is going to be a fight to the death between Flash and the prince on this little tilty disc with spikes in it.
1: Well, the spikes don't come up yet. But Voltan says this. Let the combat begin! To the death!
0: I really was surprised you didn't have the fight, go! clip there.
1: Ready, fight! But yeah, they, they they get some whips thrown on this disc. Apparently this disc had just been painted that morning with silver spray paint. So every time somebody fell, they got silver spray paint on them, and they had to be taken <laughs> off the disc and cleaned off.
0: But he, uh, Boss Nass has a remote control.
1: <laughs> he even says, give me the remote control. <laughs> he's, he's tilting it. It's tilting now.
0: And then the spikes come up.
1: Yes. And...
0: Flash is fighting for his life, and mm-hmm. Dale says this to him.
1: Flash! Flash, I love you! But we only have 14 hours to save the Earth.
0: It's like, hey, I got other shit to deal with right now. Can, can you yeah, give me I'm, a minute?
1: Right, I'm trying to save my ass here. Yeah, but the spikes come up, they're, they're, they're retracting and, and going, going up and down. Uh, and Flash finally gets the best of Baron and Flash is hanging on... No, 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 wait a second. Is well, it Flash yeah. that's hanging over the side?
0: No, well, first what happens is Flash gets choked, and then they fight some more. The prince gets pushed, and he's hanging on a spike, and he's at the very edge, and it's tilted, and Flash goes to save him.
1: Well, first, before that happens, Baron is about to push Flash's head into one of these spikes, and he says, he goes, promise me, if you kill me, you'll team up with Voltan. Right. Yes. And yeah, then then Baron goes over the side, and he's hanging onto one of the spikes, and Flash basically pulls him up, and he, and he says, you know, you're you know, if you go, I go.
0: You go, we go. Yeah, and that reminded me of a different movie, um, and I apologize. This is a long clip, but I'm gonna let it play out. I'm tearing up right now.
1: Oh my god. It's almost over.
0: Rose. They finally get back together at the clock.
1: You're so stupid. Why'd you do that,
0: huh? You're so stupid, Rose. Why did you do that? I'm going to need a minute. (laughs) But Baron and Flash (laughs) shake hands. God,
1: God, are you lame.
0: (laughs) Baron and Flash shake hands. And then Flash says this to the wingmen. He owes me what you call a life debt. But now there's...
1: Alarm goes off. (laughs) 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 And it's one of Ming's ships.
0: Right. And apparently... Ming does not have a lot of shifts where you expect him to have a whole armada. And it turns out he's got like two or three.
1: Right, right. But it's Clytus is there. He arrives. um, And he hands out demands and orders. And basically, Baron and Flash take him and toss him onto the disc. (laughs) And what pops out? Uh, His,
0: I I know he kind of oozes, but I think his eye pops out. His eyeballs and his tongue pop out. But why would they throw him onto the spikes? Why wouldn't they just throw him into the abyss?
1: Because that would not be as cool as throwing him on the spikes.
0: But what is supposed to happen to Zarkov?
1: Uh, I don't know. What is He's to be to liquidated. To okay.
0: And the wingmen are pissed because their planet is basically fucked now because of Gordon.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And Baron tries to convince the wingmen to join forces against Ming. It's the perfect time, but it doesn't work. And a bunch of people leave, and Gordon is trying to MacGyver some parachutes out of some curtains.
1: See, you know what? While I was watching this, I was drinking. <laughs> and at this point, my notes get very, very sketchy.
0: Okay, what was your excuse ten minutes ago? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just, I just say my notes here say Ming takes Dale. Yep, Zarkov, Aaron, and Zarkov talks to Flash, uh, gives him a deal. He says, "You, you can be the ruler of Earth that is half destroyed. You will be a king because everybody will be living like cavemen."
0: Right, and he's offering to spare Earth for Flash to rule for Ming. And what is Flash's concern in this deal?
1: Uh, that he's going to marry Dale.
0: Right. What What about Dale? And Ming is going to marry Dale and knock her up to repopulate Earth. Right. I, I don't know if he's aware with the actual reproductive cycle of Earthlings where they don't produce a litter and one person <laughs> can't repopulate the planet. Correct. Correct. But Flash refuses and mm-hmm. they leave Flash on the planet.
1: Right. They're going to leave him there, but this is when he goes down some, like, super slide, and he finds a space jet ski. Yeah,
0: just one second. Just back up one second. Before okay. that, they, Ming leaves, and Ming's ship starts just blasting lasers at mm-hmm. the planet, and so the planet is going to be destroyed. And then he he goes down some kind of ventilation shaft and just happens upon a rocket sled. Right, it's a space. But chocolate space. over his hands, ruining my goddamn handlebars. What's going on? Okay, Wayne was just sitting on his jet ski. And that's why you're swearing at him? I will continue to swear, Dustin. This jet ski ain't a goddamn toy. <laughs> yes, it is. Do you know what would happen if he would have dry-accelerated this jet ski on land? He would have ruined it. If you're really strapped for cash, sell the jet ski. I don't tell you what to do with your money. Don't fucking tell me what to do with mine, okay? Still watching Eastbound and Down? apparently?
1: Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm still in the first season. It's good.
0: So the Hawkman planet, or not really planet, I guess castle, whatever you want to call it,
1: it gets blown up, and there's lots of sparks. Yeah, it is.
0: It's only a model. What's <laughs>
1: good? Right. Really, but really if, bad model. But he's on this rocket sled, and he contacts Volton using a CB radio. <laughs> breaker, breaker, one nine. Anybody got a copy? <laughs> good pull, man.
0: Well, it was in my clips. It's like Flash calls him on the CB radio. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I Googled for Breaker 1-9 clip. Uh-huh. And Dale is getting made up, I guess, for her wedding. Yes. And the princess is thrown in with her. Right. And – But – Go ahead.
1: They're, they're fighting. They're basically – now it's we've got a chick fight. Flower shows – shopping for pretty bows, and then back to her place, stripped down a
0: bra and panties for a tickle fight. (laughs) That's
1: really what you think girls do, isn't it?
0: Yes, I do. Yeah, once again, this would be... A porn version of this would be awesome. (laughs) You're right. But this is where we are led to believe that the princess who questioned or didn't even understand why dale was crying earlier has turned over a new leaf and how do we know this
1: because she is crying <laughs> but what is this salty discharge oh my god you're crying
0: this is horrible you know honestly i guarantee the princess has had a salty discharge on her face before <laughs>
1: Because she's with, she's been with every dude in the kingdom. <laughs>
0: yeah, she would, she'd be like a Rorschach test under a blacklight.
1: Right, right. But now Flash, he's heading towards the palace, and they open fire. But all this was was basically a ploy to draw out.
0: Wait, you're you're skipping sh- a huge chunk here.
1: What am I skipping?
0: So, the princess actually wants Dale to poison Ming.
1: And okay. she has
0: a plan for Dale to do this. So what is Ming's pre-coital ritual?
1: Oh, see, again, drinking drinking during this. Okay. I was, maybe that's why I enjoyed this movie so much, because I was half in the bag.
0: Okay, well, this is what happens.
1: My father always drinks a power potion before he makes love. A power potion. <laughs> so basically some enzyme.
0: Well, two things with this. Number one, how would the princess know that? Right. And number two, what is it, like a Red Bull Cialis cocktail? Right. And Dale says that she has to keep her word to Ming. And why? Why? I don't know. And you actually have a clip here. That's why I said you 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 passed over this. You have a clip that's supposed to go right here because Dale has kind of given up. And, and she says this.
1: Follow us. You are to be prepared for your wedding. I'm lost, Aura. Nothing can save me now. Oh,
0: yeah? yeah. And that's when Flash is is coming, and this is where the Flash Gordon approaching. What right. do you mean, Flash Gordon? And they fire on him, and yes. they, they will not... They're following him, but they will not follow him into the nebula why
1: Um, oh uh, uh, well i know that they fire well they do fire into the nebula because they think it'll electrify it and and his body will fall out of the nebula
0: yeah but the reason they won't go into the into the nebula is this dan follow them into the nebula sir
1: shields would be useless Power,
0: you should be able to see some of these coming, Doug.
1: <laughs> I, sorry, man. It's, it's,
0: yes. But Flash is trying to lure them into a trap, and mm-hmm. it is, it's the fleet from the end of Rise of Skywalker. Right. Ex- except instead of a billion different spaceships, it's a ton of different Hawkmen.
1: Right. With one ship. One ship is coming after them. <laughs> yeah, there's only one ship. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. They go into the, the whole Hawkman army is there, and now it's time to attack the ship. Right. The...
0: sorry do you know what that's from
1: is that from, that's vanguard
0: no sonic sonic the hedgehog
1: okay well no the, do you remember the video game vanguard yes that's the music that music was played in that video game oh really yes did you notice that when the hawkman got shot they tweeted
0: <laughs> no i didn't they notice chirp, that
1: they chirp. they chirp like a bird they are.
0: They're taking major losses, though. I mean, they, oh,
1: big time losses. They're yeah.
0: getting taken out big time. But there's one specific hawk that is hurt, and Flash is going to go after him. Who was this dude? Why him and not any of the hundreds of others that have gotten shot?
1: Because the other, he was like the second in command.
0: Okay, and yeah. it's like an older hawk, I think.
1: Yes. he's all dirty too.
0: And they they board the ship, and for some reason, there's a giant bubble light christmas christmas ornament in the middle of the room. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm talking about? The, the the lights they have that you turn them on and, and then he, once they get hot they bubble up. Right. For Christmas lights. That's what it was except it was giant. Yes. And back on the main planet the wedding is about to happen.
1: Right. But there's going to be some executions for their entertainment for the for the wedding guests.
0: <laughs> and the the princess <laughs> She pulls two sewing needles. Where does she pull them out of?
1: out of? Out of the bun, out of her hair.
0: No, they're out of her crotch. Are they? Yes.
1: How did I not see that?
0: And she she kills a guard, but Zarkov and Baron are in a jail cell, blindfolded and chained. What is on the wall? I don't know. Someone spray painted "Long Live Flash." Oh yes,
1: Long Live Flash. Yes.
0: And Baron and Zarkov are having a conversation. Apparently, they're talking about people from Earth. Because who is it that um, Baron wants to hear more about?
1: Again, you've got me. Tell
0: me more about this man, Houdini.
1: Oh, yes, Houdini. Yeah, but but now Aura comes in and, and Baron's like, Okay, this is it. We're about to get shot.
0: It's because they're blindfolded. But they don't know. All they do is they hear it.
1: The princess rescues them.
0: And... Then she uses the Schwartz ring to, to open the door, but it doesn't work. And Zarkov says he thinks he can do it. He's kind of like hand solo, he's gonna be able to hotwire this. Yeah,
1: and Jimmy's the ring or something.
0: No, he he uses a it's a number sequence and he talks about oh. it's like a prime number sequence or something like that. Okay. And well,
1: it's it just
0: it, it shows that he's a science guy. I'm sorry. Yes, it's in my fucking notes. I'm gonna use it because I okay. took notes. Um <laughs> But now they. Okay.
1: Hold on a second. I, I've taken, I took more notes for this movie than I've ever taken for any other movie. I have like 12 pages of notes here. I've never gone over 11.
0: (laughs) That, that's one more. Right. It goes to 11.
1: It goes to 11, but mine goes to 12.
0: Okay. Now they're back on the ship with Flash.
1: Yeah. And he's, him and Voltan have this conversation.
0: Flash? What are you setting there? That's how long Earth has left, according to Zarkov. In minutes and seconds. Level with me, Volta. Will this do it? Yes, no doubt. There's a lightning field across the entrance. When this baby hits it, boom! <laughs> All the fuel and everything! It'll blow that field dead. My Hawkman, try right
1: in. Come. Let's hear what Mingo City's saying.
0: Oh, my God. Why do they use the Earth? Wedding March?
1: <laughs> By Queen. <laughs> but when Flash says it's, you know, the timer's going down and they have this much time, they have three minutes and 25 seconds until it's just destruction. Okay. How long does the scene go on?
0: Oh, probably at least 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But here, here's a thing and it comes it's almost a James Bond type thing where the the timer goes down to five seconds laughter. for James Bond, it ends with seven seconds with the timer at 7. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is that the moon is going to crash into the earth. Right. If it's going to crash into the earth in three hours and 30 minutes, they are already beyond the point of no return.
1: Right. For the damage
0: right. that is going to be done to the planet.
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah. Because you've seen Oblivion, haven't you? Yes. With Tom Cruise? Yeah, it's where, actually where, not bad. It's it's I mean, it's it's a very cliched science fiction movie, but I enjoyed it. It's better uh, than After Earth. Oh, After Earth is god awful. Oh, oh
0: that's a really bad film.
1: <laughs> but I think the premise in Oblivion is the alien attackers destroy the moon, blow up half the moon, which causes all the tidal...
0: Yeah, it would, it would completely fuck up the oceans, because the, yes. the tides are controlled by the gravity from the moon.
1: hmm hmm
0: But why are there banner planes
1: flying? <laughs> I know! <laughs> and one says, all creatures will make merry, and then the next one that comes by says, under pain of death.
0: Yeah, and... General Garland knows that something isn't right with the ship that's approaching, and because they
1: aren't—they aren't in proper approach pattern.
0: Right. And Dale is crying, and the ship that Flash is flying is taking damage, and Flash is going to stay with the ship. Yes. But Baron and Zarkov have gotten into the security room, and they disarm General whatever, and he takes a headset off of one of the Borg. And just like the Borg, you kill one, you kill all of them.
1: Well, and you take, took the goggles off and there's all these like wires that are coming out of the eyes. Yeah.
0: And the, the general once again uses the Schwartz, but she fires flames at them.
1: Yeah, she's got a flamethrower.
0: And then what does Baron do? He shoots her. Where does he shoot her? In the crotch. Yep. <laughs>
1: right in the old cut.
0: <laughs> Six weeks there in he a goes. row.
1: <laughs> Six weeks in a row, baby
0: but she dies and it is not a pretty death mm-hmm. and they need to turn off the lightning field in order to save gordon which i thought right. that's what gordon was doing by crashing the ship was turning off the lightning field
1: i think he was just going to draw fire so the rest of them could get in so the hawkmen could get in i think that that was the okay point. yes
0: but baron is shooting all the guards and zarkov is trying to turn off the lightning field with apparently a touch tone phone. (laughs) Right. And we go back to the wedding ceremony. And I did think that it was interesting that Ming and Dale have the same wedding vows that I had.
1: Right. Do you, Ming the Merciless, ruler of the universe, take this earthling, Dale Arden, to be your empress of the hour? Of the hour,
0: yes. You promise to use her as you will? Certainly, not to blast her into space until such time as you grow weary of huh? it. I do. Yep, it's pretty much spot on.
1: Yes, yeah, sounds like mine. <laughs> not really,
0: but Flash's ship is is coming apart, and there are now ninety seconds left for the Earth, mm-hmm. and this is, is sh- coincidentally seven minutes later than when there were three and a half minutes left.
1: <laughs> right, right. But yeah, the ship it crashes through, and the big spike that's at the end of this ship goes through Ming, and he's got got the green blood all over the spike. Ming uses his ring, his red ring, to flash, or to freeze Flash, but his and power is... It's big. diminished, yeah. and But yes.
0: he, he and Flash have an exchange before ming does his his final act
1: look how old you've become
0: something far worse has happened to you so and then what does ming do he disappears well he he shoots himself he fires on himself with his ring and he disappears
1: okay really yeah what why do i not have that in my notes
0: He does. He turns the ring on himself, fires, and then he he disappears.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: And then the robot from the beginning.
1: The probe. Yeah. Yes.
0: Kind of rolls up, and they're all freaked out because they saw what it did to the lizard man at the beginning. But the probe actually says this Long live Flash. You've saved your life. Have a nice
1: day. Yeah! Yeah!
0: It should have ended right so, there.
1: It was so. So I I had to go back a couple of times because it sounds it sounded like you saved your ass. OK, it says you, you saved your earth. And then when Flash, he jumps up in front of the probe and is like, yeah, that was ad lib. Nobody knew how to end the movie. And they got tired of doing this take. So Flash. So he did. Sam Neill did this. And Sam Neill from so, Jurassic but, Park. What's his name?
0: Sam Jones.
1: Sam Jones, yeah. Sorry. But
0: uh, the prince is now in charge. Uh, boss Nass is in charge of the armies. Flash, right. Dale, and Zarkov want to go home. And in the distance, mm-hmm. the Hawkmen form the word goodbye. And no, they say Hawkeye no. cries.
1: Yes. <laughs> they spell out thanks flash.
0: And as the very last thing a hand picks up the ring and Ming laughs the end. Question mark.
1: Question mark. What but who picks up the ring? It's Ming. You think that's Ming or is it Clitus?
0: It's Ming. Clitus died on the Ah uh, uh, well,
1: yes, yes, but it was a black glove and that's what that's what Clitus I, I don't know what, what
0: what what Ming was wearing in the last... I don't know if he was in his funeral blacks or his or what, but I, I'd have to go back and I'm not going to.
1: Oh, yeah. Nor am I. Okay. All right. So, movie's over. What did you think? It's not good.
0: Um, it, it's, it's not a good film. It was funny because it's bad. Uh-huh. It is... It is something where you can tell they spent money... You can tell they tried, but they gave up at a certain point. And there's so many things that are close, but not quite there. Right. And it's, it's not awful. I mean, it is not the worst film we've watched, but it is not good.
1: Yeah, no, it was, it's a bad movie, but it was, I had a blast watching it.
0: What was the movie that I said, this is the most fun I've had with any film we've watched? And it wasn't a good film.
1: Invasion USA.
0: Invasion USA. Yeah. yeah, I would say not to that level, but the enjoyment I had was on the same plane. Um, okay. Invasion USA. I would watch again.
1: <laughs> I really would. See, I picked that movie and I wouldn't watch it again.
0: But this one, as far as I'm assuming, you would recommend it to somebody that hasn't seen it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would, with the caveat that you know it is, it's not good watch it for the fact that it's not good.
1: Right. And just and just sit back, enjoy yourself. If you're a pot smoker, smoke lots of pot before you watch this. Yeah. Because then you'll really enjoy it. Well, this may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture. Defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Yeah, everything besides taking the clothes off. Yes, yeah, so we
0: got two or three. Ding, ding, eh. Uh, any last thoughts on the movie? No. Okay.
1: Watcha. 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 Watcha watching.
0: You ever going to change that theme, Doug?
1: No, I'm not. Okay. All right. Uh, I finished watching Operation Finale, which is the Nazi hunter movie with Oscar Isaac, uh, hunting Adolf Eichmann. It's good. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. There's another movie on... Is there Netflix or Amazon that actually now goes into the trial of Adolf Eichmann in Israel? I mean, different actors and everything, but I'm going to check that out next. Uh, I'm all caught up on For All Mankind. Have you been watching that at all? No,
0: I, I'm, I'm waiting for it to accumulate, and I, I've okay. thought about starting it, but I haven't yet.
1: Yeah, it's it moves kind of slow. It's not as much space stuff as I would like.
0: I like the first We're, season... But the trailer didn't grab me for the second one, which is the reason I haven't really jumped on it. And I figured there's probably like eight weeks left before it's all out there anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, I watched this Mel Gibson movie called Bloodfather, where he is an ex-con. His daughter comes to him because she's running from some Mexican cartel guys. Mel Gibson is a really good actor. Yeah, he is. He's a really good actor. And he doesn't play the same person. He, I mean, he's not like Kevin Costner, where he just... Kevin Costner basically plays the same person over and over and over again. Mel Gibson's just... He's fucking awesome, man. You know, go ahead and take all that racist, anti-Semitic <laughs> stuff out of the equation. I really like Mel Gibson. Um, and then on YouTube, I watched this half-hour movie called Batman Dying is Easy. It's a fan film. Uh, it's really good. I mean, it's they put a lot of work into this, and they actually got Michael Madsen <laughs> to play Harvey Bullock. So it's good. I, I highly recommend that half-hour film on YouTube. Okay. And uh, WandaVision.
0: I think you were finished with that last week.
1: I, yes, yeah, yeah. I finished WandaVision last week. I yep. think
0: you watched uh, another...
1: Like a Russian just, Nazi film? Yeah. I'm not even going to talk about that. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I'm almost through season two of Daredevil. Um, it, and The Punisher is apparently the entire focus of the second season for the most part, which mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, I watched 48 Hours. Okay. Uh, which was interesting. I watched a little bit of next week's movie just to make sure that it wasn't awful. Okay. Um, and then do you know what the Mandela effect is?
1: uh i have we talked about the mandela effect before no this is this is something that i
0: it's you hear something so many times that you believe that it's true and okay with with movies it's it's for star trek that kirk says beam me up scotty all the time even though he never said that play it against sam or
1: Or, luke i'm your your father
0: father. yes exactly There was an example of the Mandela effect on Facebook this week, which also ties into the the thing that you had mentioned before about when you have different things in your browser. I happened to get a bunch of ads for C batteries, <laughs> <laughs> and that was based on a Facebook post that you had, and you mentioned um, the Moby M5. Yes. Right? So... I want you to listen to this. The M5 boss? The M5. Yeah. You don't want that one. He wants
1: it. You don't want that one, kid. I want it. The M5 sexual device? Fine. The M5's the greatest sexual device ever devised. I want want the M5!
0: Not once do they call it the Moby M5.
1: No, they don't, do they?
0: And Moby is on the side of it.
1: Yes, that's, yes, it's, yeah, it's on the side of it.
0: And that's from the movie The Party Animal, which I did watch last night.
1: Did you really? It's awesome.
0: So I watched it. It is – I actually originally thought it's like, you know, this might be a film. It's too problematic to do. Um,
1: How how many times did you watch the scene where he's in the girls' dorm room?
0: (laughs) Where they're playing strip poker? Yeah. It is – it's an interesting film because it it does have funny moments, but Mm -hmm. I've never seen that many Confederate flags because every single piece of clothing he has has a Confederate flag on it, Ooh. and there's some racial problems in there. Um, there's a lot of different things, and that actually brings me to um, the, the the question of the week. And okay. I have I actually have both a question and a where do you stand on? Do you want Ooh. the fun one first, or do you want the serious one first?
1: Uh, let's go serious, and then lighten up the rest of the show with the fun one. Matt, dog. I didn't
0: have a chance to actually write a new one for that. Okay. So there has been a lot of things in the news recently with Dr. Seuss. Okay. And different movies, and the movie that I just watched, the Party Animal. Once again, we watched uh, the Breakfast Club last week. There's some problematic things in that. What do you feel about removing things? And actually, the most recent thing was Pepe Le Pew right. uh, being removed from the Warner Brothers catalog. What do you think about things being removed from history because they are no longer culturally acceptable?
1: I, 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 this is a very, very simple response to that. And I'm sorry it's not going to lead into a really big discussion, but if that sort of thing makes you miserable then you are already a miserable person
0: no and the, the funny thing is is as i see it is there's somewhat of a slippery slope argument because the thing about peppy lepew is well he's forcing himself on this cat okay mm-hmm. i get that but where does that line be drawn where where do you draw that line because if you are familiar with the warner brothers cartoon series How many times does Bugs Bunny pull an Anthony Cuomo and forcibly kiss someone when he's dressed up in drag? Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And there are, and then there's the violence aspects of it. And I think that you have to look at entertainment products as a time capsule of the time when they came out.
1: Well, even you take a look at like 16 Candles, where. Anthony Michael Hall's character bangs a chick while she's all wasted and right. doesn't even remember it. Yeah. When do, you can't, when do you cancel that movie? And
0: it is the, – the the interesting part is when it happens where somebody that is popular with a particular group comes under the microscope because Joss Whedon is a perfect example of this where – Joss Whedon was the hero to many people for a long time. Joss mm-hmm. Whedon, the creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, uh, Firefly, the show that nobody ever saw, uh, directed Age of Ultron. And he is was just a hero and he was a self-identified feminist. And now all this stuff has come out that he's kind of a shitbag. Yeah. And all these people that have defended him and worshipped him and there is the shirts that i remember that joss is my new master um and where do people go with that because now that he was responsible for this stuff does that mean that you have to take buffy off of all streaming services where where does it end and right. i mean you answered the question pretty easily so i'll i'll just move on to the next piece
1: i'm so excited i thought you had a fun thing yeah, I, I
0: hit the wrong button. It's supposed to be this one. Matt's got a question. It's right next to it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Matt's got a question for Doug. Matt's got a question. That's actually my for voice. I'm I'm sure Answer it is. It. I couldn't get anybody else to do it. So this is uh, hypothetical and you need to put yourself in in a certain situation. So okay. you for whatever reason are no longer married it it either okay. means that you are divorced or your missus has passed but you are oh. not married
1: yes uh, i would bang jlo <laughs> it's actually that's
0: actually similar to what this is okay but you have a you have friends friends have exes so a friends ex-wife runs into okay. you in a bar she's hot She's interested. Do you fuck her? No. Okay.
1: Well, uh, is this a good friend or is this...
0: Canoe loop. Say that.
1: A canoe loop. You know, if you're drinking and they do the thing that Princess Aura does where they're (laughs) sitting next to you and they're running their fingernails through your hair and touching your ear and touching your shoulder... And you haven't been laid in a long time. That's, that's hard, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to say no to that.
0: Okay. So that's one angle of it. The other angle okay. is your friend is dead. Do you bang their widow?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> how long, wow, that's quick. How, how long of a buffer do you need?
1: Is the body still, is the body cold yet? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, you know, a year. I mean, if your missus died, and then let's be honest, if Jen died, yeah, a year is a year long enough for you to. Oh, get I, over there's your-
0: no way that I would wait a year sir. fucking. If I really, could, oh, there's no way. It, it's, it's not a, it's not an emotional thing. I, uh, and trust me, I would be devastated for days. If sure. something happened for, day, for
1: days, for days,
0: <laughs> but it is, and we, we talked about this before, it is the compartmentalization ability that I have to separate. This is not a, a mental. This is not an emotional thing. This is a physical thing. Mm. And I, I think that it would be, you know, I, I think the, the, the biggest thing would be, how how people view it more than anything else because mm-hmm. there's definitely going to be a judgmental aspect where well, sure. if if you're, you know, hitting on people at the wake that's going to be problematic. Right. But
1: well the, the dude that I texted you about 10 years ago, yeah, about about his demise, his missus jumps right back in, into the scene. Like almost immediately,
0: but I, I mean, I guess that that's a little bit different just because of circumstances,
1: yeah. But what I mean, how would you like to be that guy that is dating her and she goes, Yeah, my you know,
0: yeah, no, yeah, I understand what you're saying, just don't, don't, okay, don't spell it out, but yeah, no, I understand what you're saying, but I think the other side is how, how do you feel as far as you are the you're the guy that is you're banging your buddies who's dead's wife ex-wife like it was is that technically this is widow it's not really his ex-wife i guess they're no longer married but it is it's still there's still optics about it there's still optics that surround it.
1: it i think the optics are different if you're a widower.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that divorce definitely is, is different because divorce, I think, is more of a questionable thing. Right. Um, the only way that a widow is questionable is if she potentially was the person that killed them. Yeah. Other than that, then you have to do the whole hot, crazy scale calculation. But other than that, I think that, you know, I, I'm I'm supporting my my buddy by, by fucking his, you know, his right. widow. Because they were in love, and he wants her to be happy, and I'm going to do whatever I can to make her happy for like three, four minutes.
1: Yes. There you go. So. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right.
0: All right. So I'm actually we do.
1: Howdy, partners! Now it's time for listener reaction round. So I have an email. Oh, wow. Wasn't brave for that. And this email comes, this in, in the heading of the email, it's Mitch Comstein.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he was a golfer.
1: Yes, regarding the Breakfast Club. And it simply states, Matt and Doug, another outstanding podcast, Ricky Davies. <laughs> well, th- thanks, Rick. Yeah
0: enough okay
1: anything else yeah. uh i gotta get to it hold on um switch
0: you remember when i said you took shitty notes these are all things yeah. that could be in your notes so you're not having yes a context switch during the uh show.
1: it says this is from wife of show jen yep oh dog <laughs> <laughs> love the breakfast club and the podcast enjoyed the stories you shared about your high school days. Matt, you ever put a spider near me, I'll put a snake near you. Wife of Shojen. Apparently you don't like snakes?
0: No, I I um, I, I, I have a problem with, with snakes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. actually did say something to me as well. Mm-hmm. She said, how in the hell do you go from a great movie like The Breakfast Club to this absolute piece of shit? Yeah. Did she really say that? Yes, she did. Swear to God.
1: Okay. All right. Well, you know, what was my response? You, you said, uh, Jen can't even get through the trailer. And I said, that sounds like a JP, not a DP.
0: <laughs> yeah. I use that to her sometimes, especially over text. <laughs> uh-huh. Where she'll send me something and I'll be like, yeah, that, that's a YP. <laughs> yeah. It's your but
1: problem. It's, it's, yeah, a DP. It's not a DP. Yeah. A DP costs more. Right. It yeah. costs extra. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely does. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Three degrees for next week's movie, and I think I like it.
0: Okay, you want the, the easy or the hard route?
1: Give me the hard one first.
0: Okay. Timothy Dalton plays Prince Baron in Flash Gordon. He plays James Bond in The Living Daylights. That's an easy one. Desmond Llewellyn plays Q in that film. Llewellyn reprises the role of Q in Tomorrow Never Dies. Terry Hatcher plays Paris Carver in that film. Hatcher plays Kiki in next week's 1989 film.
1: Tango and Cash! Tango and Cash! Ooh, ooh, ooh! Sylvester Stallone! Kurt Russell! Woo!
0: You know, honestly, I would not have been surprised if this would have been one that was on your short list. It is on my short list. Yeah, and I've been trying to avoid these, but like I said, I've been trying to mix it up, this genre, that genre, and go different directions, and I was looking through the different ones, and I, I found when I when I was selecting all of mine and I was going through the list of, I have a, a list of every 80s movie I have access to, and w- when I looked at it, I'm like, oh, that one is, is on there, and that is not one of the questionable ones. I didn't think that you'd have you'd take issue with that one.
1: Oh, no, Tango and Cash. I love that movie, man. It's It's been ages since I've seen it. I mean, I, we've played a Tango and Cash clip on yes. this movie, on this podcast. Honestly, okay. like,
0: that might be a film. We might have seen that together. That is definitely within the realm of possibility.
1: Realm of possibility. I don't know if I saw... Yeah, I don't know. I know I saw the theater, so... Okay, so I still have my three bags, Matt.
0: Okay, so now that I know what the bags are... Yes. And, you know, you will screw it up anyway, because I'll say to pick from bag whatever, and then you'll pick from whatever bag you choose. Okay,
1: so so bag number two, action, Mm -hmm. slash war bag number 3 comedy bag number 1 sci-fi hmm you know what i'm 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 going to go i'm going to go comedy okay all right let's see what we got here i can't wait i can't wait it's going to be so fun. All right.
0: So that is all I have. So you can go ahead and take us out. And actually, we, we're we really close. So depending on how long your outro is.
1: Okay. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> uh, you picked, uh, the over. You picked uh, the over, so over. so you want to go longer. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this great Amazing, fantastic podcast. We really, really appreciate you being here and taking a couple of I'm going to have
0: to speed this up
1: (laughs) in post. (laughs) A couple couple of of idiots like us, because, yeah, we're idiots. And if you've made it this long, you must like us. And we're really happy that you like us, like Sally Fields. Uh, Is it Fields or Field? Field. Field? Not Christopher Reeves? No. (laughs)
0: No, Sally
1: Field. (laughs) Sally Field at the Oscars where she's like, you love me. You really love me. It's like Um, me, but. Like me. Are you sure? Yes. God damn it, Matt. You always got to trump me. (laughs) Find us on Facebook, Betamax Rewind with Matt and Doug. Or you can email us at Betamax Rewind at Yahoo.com. Send us a fun email. Uh, Go to Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us. Give us five stars. You know what? Tell one friend. That's all you got to do. Just one friend. One friend. We would really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Is that it? That's it. So next week we will entertain you with the 1989 action film Tango and Cash that has a stripper who is the only stripper in that scene that does not get naked, Terry Hatcher. But are there you,
1: boobs in that movie?
0: Oh, yeah. There are.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, there are. And then... and. Yeah, and then a a really good comedy after the next week.
0: Yeah, and then my one that is the week after that is actually the last one that you will not have seen. I'm closing out strong this season with with the final one. You are going to be very happy with the last one. And oddly enough, Jen explicitly said, "Do not pick that film."
1: (laughs) Oh, I know. You've already so I know what it is. No, oh. yeah, because you've already told me that.
0: Oh, did did we already talk about that film in this podcast yeah. tonight?
1: Not this, not tonight. But okay, then it's something it. else. Well, no, you you said there's a movie that you, that she said don't pick. Okay, it's not that one then. Are you, it's not Escape from New York. Fuck.
0: <laughs> we'll talk to you next week.
1: All right, see ya. <laughs>